Yeah, you we know, get to sit here and talk about this all night. Imagine, I mean, honest no, to God, no. you put the pot of coffee on, I'll go all night. <laughs> I know. Right? You said yeah, something. It, you, you said something. I don't want to miss this because it's something as a listener, if I was listening to this, I'd say, go back and ask him. You were at a restaurant a month before it happened. When OJ maybe two was, weeks before. Yeah, maybe two weeks when, before. And he I, was yeah, looking for Nicole. It. Yeah, he came in. It was called Babylon. It was our friend's restaurant on uh, on Robertson. It was like the hottest spot at the time. And I was with Nicky Rourke and uh, a couple other people. And I, OJ came in. He was looking around. He came up, shook Mickey's hand, asked if he'd seen her, shook my hand. And I remember him having a really large hand, you know. And go, wow. And I obviously as a kid, I grew up just like Joe Namath. We knew who OJ was and who didn't. He was a, another cult of personality. And he was looking around this restaurant and then he left and that was it. And then a couple of weeks later, boom. Um, Welcome back to the Woman Podcast, episode 20. I'm O'Malley, and my co-host St. Anne and I interviewed three different groups of people, asking them the same three questions. First, we welcome back Danny Boy O'Connor, known for hip-hop groups House of Pain and La Coca Nostra, and his restoration of The Outsider's House. We discussed gratitude, old-school life, and some of the top stories of our youth, including O.J. Simpson. Second, we welcome Barstool Sports Wolfpack, Blackjack Fletcher, Paula Duca, Big T, and The Hammer during their road trip on their way to the Grey Cup in Canada. And last, we welcomed former guest Lisa, aka Barstool's all-business Pete's wife, and Barstool's own Clem with a pop-in from large. Enjoy. Like, I don't think that when you give somebody a gift, it should be something that they can use a week or two or a month down the road. Like, I think time sensitive gifts are perfect. Like if you give someone a dried sausage who loves dried sausage, I think that's great. <laughs> like if we're, like it, it might expire in a day or two, but I think they'll enjoy it then. Like, I don't know, don't know if it necessarily has to be something that's, you know, these, these gifts that you buy, like, oh, I'm going to give them a pair of slippers. Like I, I'm not into generic gifts. Like I remember, I know one of your questions was like, what would be your ideal gift to give somebody? Yeah. If yeah. I had my choice of what I would give anybody ever, I would honest to God. And I would only, I would only get away with this one year. Otherwise everybody would kill me. I would love to give everybody a baby animal because the reaction you get when you give somebody a baby animal, like you ever see, like, like they're the best video. Everyone's like, Oh my God, you got me a puppy. You got me a kitten. You got me a this, that everybody gets so excited to get a soft, snuggly baby animal. I mean, they hate you day two. Believe I, I totally get like the 26. Everyone's like, really? Now I got this thing shitting all over my house. Are you kidding? But that initial giving somebody the baby animal. Oh my God, you're a hero. I don't have to see them on the 26th. So I would like the 24th, my basement to be little corral set up and there'll be like a little piglet here, a little kitten here, a little puppy there, a little ferret, a couple of hedgehogs. Cause I know a few people who would want hedgehogs, you know, they could put sweaters on them. You could just buy seats for little hedgehogs. And I would have like 15 little baby animals in my basement the day on the 24th. 
And I would just pass them around in the cutest little blankets. Everybody would love me on Christmas. They'd hate me the day after, but I don't have to see them. I don't have to talk to them for another year. That's what you would give people? I would give, I would, if I could have my one year of giving everybody that I love and know one thing that I would love to give one year, it would be baby animals to everybody. Everybody loves getting a baby animal. They hate keeping it or having to like deal with it the next day or when it like, you know, yips all night and they're like, Jesus Christ, what? Yeah. why would she give me this? Like, I don't want to hear any of that. I just want the day of, to, I mean, who is going to reject a baby animal in a sweater and a blanket? Everybody would love me. They'd hate, I'm Scott. And I know that like within a couple of hours, they would hate me. But for that, that first hour of absolute bliss where nobody's fighting over what somebody else got because they all got a baby soft animal. I'd be, I'd be, I'd, that'd be the greatest thing ever. What about you? You know, that's a, that's very strange. Cause you know, like Oprah's, Thank you. you know, <laughs> Oprah's big list or whatever, what is it called? I'm so, I'm so not normal. Like I can't even get, I like, don't watch Oprah. I don't that, watch regular that's TV. Thing. That's ever. the thing. I like, we're both like, we don't know. Oprah is a thing. She made a lot of money. She used to have a TV show. She makes a list every year. I know people <laughs> do spoofs on her and say like, everybody's getting a new car. That's about all I know. Yeah. But I know that her list came out and then I I glanced at it and I was kind of like I'm sure that these are all nice and you know like if you needed whatever it was that was on there oh, yeah like, people use it like it's a bible you know, Every, right. Oprah says might as well re, just replace like you know John 21 20 or whatever it is from the bible right like like they like she speaks people listen like she is she is a god to some people oh yeah it's, oh, it's yeah. insane but those, those, none of those, none of those gifts touched me. And I'm not very particular and I'm, um, I'm not materialistic at all. And uh, I should probably try to be a little bit because. Why? If that's not you. Well, that's not you. You know what I'm saying. But, uh, like, uh, but, um, but that's what gift giving is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. Right. You know, it's supposed to be directed from you to somebody else. Like I, I wouldn't want something from you that was not. O'Malley generated like that would t that to me would be empty like if you said to me oh I, I got you a black sweatshirt no name brand no tag nothing and you just said this is a, a black sweatshirt to you or a face mask like in the, one of the peels that we do and it cost you 30 cents I wouldn't I honest to god I couldn't care less like I would rather something come from you that meant like that this was this was O'Malley like I don't want something that costs a hundred bucks I don't that is not me at all. I had a that make me like not materialistic. No, I think that actually, yeah, I'd rather be much more sentimental. Well, you know, the people who that we're talking about, like the people who like, you know, are, are big into like, I have to have this and I, you know, oh, fuck go, them. I'm you know sorry. Like, I can't stand people. Like, yes, I get it. But you know, like when we were kids, we had the catalogs and we would circle and dog ear and all of that stuff. And I'm sure right, that yes. there's people who, who do something similar with, um, with different things or calics or, or links or whatever, or like even her list. And it's like, you know, there's the, those types that like, honey, this is what I want. And it's an Oprah thing. And they just get, the, they get stuck on that. So I was thinking about what, it, what would I give if I could give people like, what would be my list of things? And you came up with, I would, um, first want to give everybody a Pee-wee's Big Adventure experience where they get to wake up in his house 
exactly how the movie is, how his food gets made, all of that stuff. The whole thing, the whole thing, the whole entire thing, like the whole entire movie. Like I I would want them, if I could, I would have. But they have to wear the gray suit? Absolutely. They get the bow tie and everything. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I I think this would be fun. (laughs) Yeah, they get to wrestle in the pool, the bathtub pool. Like I, I have big high hopes for this. This would be everybody that you know on every every different day. Somebody that you okay. What's the second? Well, I I think this would be like my top ten people. Like okay, I'm giving this to you. Oh, you're limiting it to okay. That's you know, cool. like this is amazing. Like, <laughs> don't you think there'd be people who would want that? Like just the breakfast being made alone. I think it would be absolutely fun. Like, I think that like that's outside so the box. Too. That's completely different than, you know, just a, I'd rather that than somebody give me something like, you know, that they stopped off at Pier 1 on the way to my house and was like, oh, I'm going to get her a glitter ball. You know, yeah. like I'd, I would much prefer something that was more centered around you you know like i like that what's your second thing um wings and korean barbecue and thai food i think everybody should have the like try it the best of the best so would you give everybody like um like we're all going out one night to a sit-down dinner at a korean barbecue place we're gonna get some sake some soju and we're gonna sit down have a good night together something like that or have it somehow brought in but like I, I love that that's I, right in my wheelhouse like, i, love, I love wings like i love wings so much uh-huh. like, definitely but like there's certain things that like like my church used to we had a, a korean service after us and so like twice a year we would get together with them and nice. we would do like crossover meals like big you know big meals after church and they How would fun cook. Is that? I love yeah, that. They would cook. We would cook. We would do, you know, big everything. And like, no, I would, nice. I I would like never that. eat any of the American food during that time. It was always like, you know, Korean food, Korean food, like Korean barbecue. I loved it. Um, and then Thai food. I love like a oh, good I beef, love Thai food. Like a good beef pad thai or oh, oh just pad thai is, oh my god it's so good anyway i don't know if enough people have this in their life and for some reason i just it came to me like i know people talk about pizza all the time they talk about tacos they talk about yeah but those are know, staples stuff. those are like exactly. will always be there that's not something that you have to really like that's something that it, that that's a quick that's a that's a quick hit. That's like having cereal in your, in your cupboard. Like, you know, that's a staple that you could always grab a slice and eat along the way. It's not something that's, you know, I don't know. That's like, that's like, like something supplemental. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Thai food. I know. It's so, so good. Good. <laughs> it's so good. Okay. And now this one, it takes a little bit of magic slash technology. Either it would take something like, somehow you know going in the past um or it will be something in the future where like memories can get stored and then people could like virtual reality watch but i think to be able to give someone three days of their parents and grandparents best childhood memories would be really cool you mean like make a time capsule for people and just do like a historian type thing for each like person? Have it so that I That's could nice. go. I like. That. I could go back to like my grandfather's best three days of his childhood, 
and experience. Oh, of his, his own, not yeah. your. Oh, 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 I see what you mean. Like actually travel yeah. in time and, and live. Somehow. I thought you meant like they would document, like you would speak to, you know, your 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 mom and have her give three things that you remember about your daughter, her daughter, your daughter right. and or your sons. And like, yeah. you know, put that in writing and do like a little letter to them and make something special. But you actually mean like going back in time and see what it was like for them. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Would you be, of course, a little bit afraid though, that it wasn't as the way they remembered it. And then like, all of a sudden they'd be like, Oh, you know what? This wasn't as fun as I thought. No, I think there was some, there'd be like in my, you know, this is all magical to begin with for now. Um, it would, it would be like a, it would be the best like three days of their lives. And if their best three days were very like, not so great, I think there's like a perspective. I know like everything wants to be happy, but like maybe understanding if this was their, one of their best three days of their life growing up and it's not, it's not all that great. Then, (laughs) then, you know, I hate to write on your brain. Sometimes I think about stuff like that all the time. I'm like, "Eh, maybe I wouldn't want to go back. (laughs) But what would you want to meet in history? Yeah. Is there anybody you'd want to go back in time and meet? A lot of people. Who would be your like number one with a bullet? If you could go and spend 15 minutes with anybody, who would it be? And it could go, I mean, you could go back as, you know, no. I'm going to have to edit this because I'm thinking. I want to, I want to be, I would want to be somehow in some sort of, um, I know this sounds really weird. Um, I would want to be in a place where the um, enlightenment period uh, talk was going on, where they were actually trying to form um, a new way of thinking the way we are um, now and and then some versus how they were back then where there was such a um and who's who would you be talking to it would probably end up being the french which is very odd like i don't necessarily want to be in like you know in france but like the whole idea of like this being like this resistance of there's there's nobody's like the serfs and then there's the nobility and then there's you know whoever it is this monarch and then that's it Mm-hmm. And that, your whole life, like your parents, your grandparents, like everybody is just, if you're born here, you're going to stay here. There is no working up like, and having that whole system being broken. And but that would no way be 15 minutes. No, that's what I'm saying. Like that was my first thought. And I thought, Oh, what could I do if I only had 15 minutes? Like, what would you do if you could only have 15 minutes with someone like that is, I don't know. We have to, have I would a- give I, mine. I'm like split because I say to myself, I would give, I would, there's nothing I wouldn't give to have 15 minutes with my dad again. Oh. Just like, yeah. like, but like in a realistic, like from a, something outside of that, because I think that obviously that's an obvious one, but I really would, but I would love to be on the grassy knoll invisible because, and the reason why I feel that way is because I genuinely feel so much has been focused and, and time has been spent historically news media wise conversations at dinner. So many people 
so many people have spent so much time on that one subject that if you could find out what actually happened, right? In that, I mean, 15, in 15 minutes is a long time for that because you don't need 15 minutes. The whole, you know, the whole um, daily Plaza situation only transpired in about three. So I would have an additional 12 minutes and I would have to choose like, would I want to get there six minutes early stay six minutes later? Like I'd have to break up my time. I'd have to really think about how I wanted to spend my time. I'd probably spend the majority of my time before they turned down, down the, uh, the main road. But just because I'd like to see what actually happened, because I know everybody has their theories and obviously I figured it out. So, but to see what actually happened and to somehow, like if you could even change history after you find out what, like what you found mm-hmm. out, you know how much time would be made, like people would have to make up so much time to fill in the void of what they taught when they, at the time they spent speaking about the JFK. I mean, there are hours upon hours upon hours of time spent on documentaries and the babushka lady. And, um, you know, that first bullet that no one realized struck the, the light, the traffic light before, like there is so much time spent on talking about that one particular event for the last 50 years, 51 years, whatever, however it is now. I don't even know how long it is, but uh, you know, that great span of time that you imagine you were just able to say, Oh, I went back in time. It, this is what happened. And then just case closed and nobody be able to everything that everybody spoke about just, you know, evaporated into the ether. What would have been like, what could have happened with all that extra time that freed people up from talking about that? Imagine like what would have, what would people have focused on if they didn't focus on that? Like so much time and so many documentary directors and historians and authors and just people, just dinners, fights over dinner. I'm sure people who have, have had fractured relationships over, you know, what started out as the simple topic of the grassy knoll. You know what I mean? Like imagine what would have happened if that never existed. Imagine if you could go back, spend 15 minutes on the grassy knoll, see what happened and be like, Oh no, 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 no. There he is. There's the, the, this guy shot, that guy shot. And, you know, eliminated it. I would love to go back to that day. Oh, I, I really know. would. I mean, like I think of uh, something then like that. If like, if it was just like a 15 minute thing, I can't remember how exactly long it was, but like Martin Luther's speech or Abraham Lincoln's speech. Yeah, but you can watch that on TV. I can't. Well, you, you can, I mean, be, you can see a documentary right. about that. Like I would want to watch like, but not Abraham Lincoln. Like his speech was so short. Oh, you mean the Gettysburg Address? Yes. Compared to. But you would just be like, you could just read that. Like, what would you get from it that you don't get from now? I, I, I'm talking about like the atmosphere. Like oh, I you just want to experience right, the that's atmosphere. What I'm, I got like, you. I'm, I'm just saying like, I want answers. Right. I, know. <laughs> I want to take names. <laughs> I know. I wish I had thought about this. Like it wasn't on our list and I, you know, like I should be able to come up with something, but like my brain is just like, okay, what would I want to do? Like what I, you know, like the knowledge, like at first it was before it was like 15 minutes. It was like, Oh, I, I, I really, really wanted to you know, study enlightenment period, which is not a funny topic at all. No, <laughs> but, no. Well, now I you know, know how but... large feels because this is what I do to him when we sit on the couch. <laughs> you, just, you know, you, now you can identify with large. You could be like, you know what? I have a whole new sympathy for you for the way that you have to live with this woman who is just all over the map. 
But I'll throw stuff like that at him and he'll be like, wait, what? <laughs> oh, well, yeah. you know what? Oh, I don't know if I'd want to do this. Ooh, because it's so brutal. But that's the, that's the beauty of it. Like it's never actually going to happen. It's not like you're going to be, but yeah, I, I have see, a, you know why? And this is it. I know. I have a very I know morbid exactly, curiosity. I know exactly what I'd want to do just because it consumed our area because of where I lived. I'd want to be there. The second Ron Goldman showed up to Nicole's house. And oh, I want yeah, to know what exactly. Happened. That's what I'm talking about. You yeah, get answers exactly. like to see yeah. what actually happened. Yeah. That's OJ it. can't see you. I'd, I'd somehow, you I mean, you can't yeah. change that. Yeah. You can't change it. You just are literally yeah. a fly on the wall. And, you know, or, or like right. if it was like Jesus, you could sit down and speak to Jesus and be like, you know what? Ask yeah. questions, but you're not, you're not changing history at all. It's just, you know, uh, that's a great one. Yeah. That's, that's a really good that's, one. That's it. That's my answer. Yeah. Now, now that I'm like, now that I've got it, like the way you're, that, that you're presenting it. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I'd how wanna... long do you think that took? Do you think that took 15 minutes? Cause he didn't clean up anything. He was ass and elbows out of there so fast that nobody, you know, nobody saw anything. So would you want to be there? 15 minutes ahead of time would you want to get there the minute i'd want to get there the minute but what if ron what if she was already done by the time like i would want to get i would want to be there maybe i guess i would want to be there maybe 10 minutes before ron goldman got there right wouldn't you want to see what transpired between nicole brown simpson and whomever did this to her i I think he was there. Because what if you get there? To, what if you get there the same time Ron Goldman got there, and now you're too late, and all you see is him from behind getting attacked, and you never see what happened? Like I'd want to get there ten minutes ahead of Ron, or even I'd say five, maybe five minutes. Because once he's dead, he was the second one killed. Once he's dead, game over. So I, you almost want to get there fourteen minutes before he gets killed, because whoever killed her is the one who killed him. Yeah. I'd want to see yeah. the, what went down that led up to this. Cause you can always go back and see that, like the crime scene photos after once he's, once he's passes, nothing That's, else matters. Yeah, I guess so. everything else from the moment he, from the moment he's dead, Everything else is documented because that's that's frozen in time where he falls. That's frozen in time. But up until the so really you get there 14 minutes and 30 seconds up to the time he, you know. Right. I mean, because like that's a good one. That's a really good one. I almost I just I'd want to I'd whatever it is, I'd want to time it so that. And maybe it's just been so many, so many years. I don't have the timeline in my head um, of the actual crime. That um, I don't have a date. I actually have a picture of uh, Al Cowling's driving with OJ yeah. on my wall. But I want, I want to, if, if I could fit it in like 15, you know how like there's like a slider sometimes of time. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, if I could get it all encapsulated within 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'd want like the minute she walked out of the house thinking she was just going to get her sunglasses. Mm -hmm. um, not thinking that he was going to show up to the minute OJ left. Like I'd want to somehow, I'd want to know like what happened, like what was said, like how did she try to diffuse 
or what, you know, like what she might not have, you know, he might've just came up and cut her throat. I know. Yeah. You know, like there might've been, you oh, might I get know. there. Like, like I said, everything from the time Ron Goldman died on is all frozen in time. Like in every still picture that we have, you might not need 15 minutes. You might find that you're standing around for 10. It might've all happened in five. Yeah. I mean, he might have been. Oh, it's so awful to think about. It was so it's bad. It's awful to think about. It but it's so like horrible. one of those things like how much time was spent on. I mean, we would not oh. have, we would not have the disgrace of Kim Kardashian if that didn't happen. The sliding doors moment of this, yeah. Is unreal. It's unreal. Like we would because have no. Nicole, like that, the murders would be, you know, she'd still, you know, be awful they would still have been killed but the mystery would have been gone and it, it would never robert kardashian would never, never have gotten have been, the notoriety right. and fame that he got and nobody he wouldn't have had the money he wouldn't have gotten the money that he had to have his daughter palling around with paris hilton and and like none of this would have mattered by the way when you watch the verdict being read have you ever seen i mean as a parent you learn body language. I know there are body language experts out there. I know there are, but as a parent, you really do learn body language. You know, when your kid's lying, you know, when your kids, you know, you just, you just learn other parents, you just really do learn human nature as a parent. The overall expression and body language of Robert Kardashian, when they read that verdict, have you ever seen it? He's stunned. He's disgusted he's visibly like are you fucking kidding kidding me and it wasn't even like oh i got you off or oh we won this or oh you know Mm -hmm. he is visibly ill that they chose to you know acquit this guy it's unreal i i can't believe that more people aren't astounded by that and i think that's what ultimately killed him i think it's like you know when people have that they they keep things inside I think a lot of what, what killed that man is what kept him in, what he kept inside. I really do. Cause that was, you, you ain't kidding. That was gruesome. Oh, that was gruesome. That's awful. Oh yeah. No, I, I agree. That's, that was a loss for us. And I think it does take people our age and older because we were young, but um, you know, young, young adults or, you know, young, late teens, you know, when that yeah. happened, um, I was 21 when in 94. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so like, it, and that was when the, that's when it was settled. So it had happened a year prior. So I was what, 1920 when that happened. So you were 18, 17, 18. Yeah. 17. Probably. How much younger are you than me? Just a couple of years. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, like that was big because it was the juice was huge for us growing up. Oh yeah. I mean, we had the football player, OJ Simpson. We had Michael Jordan, the basketball player, you know, um, excuse me. The, um, you know, like we had everybody, like we had all different, like there were, there weren't, we didn't have that mobile platform where you could know every single player and what every person was doing. You know, we had staples, you know, and then he, then they would cross from um, sports to movies. Michael Jordan did Space Jam. Um, OJ Simpson did Police Academy. Like everybody would, would you know, they would cross, they would crop dust. So like they were your staples. OJ Simpson was a staple of my childhood. So that was huge for us. By the way, this never would have happened if mobile phones existed. 
Oh, I know. I mean, it would have never, and that's a whole other episode that we're going to cover. What wouldn't have happened had cell phones, what movies couldn't have been made if cell phones existed, you know? So we're going to cover that one next time. Oh yeah. Um, we were talking about gifts earlier. <laughs> Sorry. Before my, we got onto the let's watch all the murder. <laughs> which is why I love my new Swish 30. My Swish 30 keeps me focused, which I have. Oh, yes. I, I want to hear about this because you mentioned it to me and I'm just like, okay, what is this and what does it do? And Swish I'm very, 30 very is definitely a gift that would go in my gift basket. Absolutely. With the college and NBA seasons well underway, there's nothing a hoops player likes more than the sound of a swish. And there's nothing that a healthy body and mind needs more than the restorative antioxidant properties of Swish 30 for achieving optimal health and superior performance. A simple regimen of swishing our proprietary formula just a few times a day is enough to foster the body's production and utilization of glutathione. And published studies have shown that glutathione impacts nearly every area of health and performance. The nanonutrients are quickly absorbed and fully utilized. Recent studies have shown that increasing glutathione delays the onset and progression of fatigue, both muscularly and mentally. And both athletes and non-athletes alike using Swish 30 have reported major improvements in physical performance, stamina, and accelerated recovery. They have also reported noticeable improvements in mental focus. Swish's formulas are nutritional supplements. They have no known side effects. So make Swish 30 a part of your daily regimen today and start to feel its effects in just a few weeks. And if you go to Swish30.com right now and use promo code WOMAM, you'll get 10% off your online purchase of Swish 30. That's S-W-I-S-H-3-0.com and use promo code WOMAN for 10% off your online purchase or use the attached link on our Twitter page at WOMAMPOD. Swish 30, feel better, live better, and perform better all at the speed of swish. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you, Annie. I can't wait to try it. Hello. Hello. Hey, what's going on? Good, good, how are you? Welcome back. Yes, well, I'm still in Canada, so I'm not back, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the last time we spoke to you, you were, you were getting ready for your opening for the Outsiders House. That's right, that is correct. That has been really fantastic. Well. It's been so much fun watching it and everything go down. That's great. What a successful opening you guys had. Yeah, it was amazing. I, uh, it was it exceeded all expectations and uh, happy to finally get that off the books and uh, to be open. That's great. That's great. Good for you. Congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. How's everything else? Everything else is good. I'm out on tour. We've been running through Canada, so I got a little bit of a... Uh, uh, you know, it's cold up here and, uh, you know, we've been, uh, a show a night. And so it's just a lot of traveling, a lot of driving five, six hour drives every day. Today was easy. It was an hour drive, but, uh, but you love that bus. Well, this is, we're in a van now. Yeah. We, uh, we're, I'm talking about on tour with, uh, with the group. Yeah. Uh, at the outsider stuff. So yeah, we're uh, eating a lot of fast food and a lot of uh, donuts at Tim Hortons and uh, <laughs> trying to keep, trying to keep the, the, the lights on. So I'm, um, I am curious just because I happen to love uh, La Coca Nostra uh, just from a fan point, when are you guys coming to the U S or is it just, I, you guys are so popular. It seems I would I, I mean, it seems yeah but you know what the it, it's it's unfortunate for like 
our style of hip hop, it's such a finite and, 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 and smaller uh, niche that it, the U S really doesn't support that type of stuff. It's unfortunate. I mean, most of, most of the legacy acts, a lot of nineties acts and stuff. If you can't do festivals, then you end up just going to Europe and Canada where the fans appreciate because in the U S there's either like tier one venues, like, you know, Staples center and Barclays or whatever the big one by you guys is. And, and, and then there's smaller clubs and a lot of the smaller clubs, it's just, it's hard to string a, a tour together and be cost efficient. So we end up doing a lot of European runs and, uh, those are always great and then canada we haven't been here in like four or five years so we're back here but it's just a, it's you know i'm 50 the, the guys are in their 40s i mean we, we, we've kind of hit that spot and then hip-hop unfortunately as well it's not one of those things like uh you know the rolling stones for instance and uh, you know i know this is like you know uh, the the crowd grows with the with the band so you could go to rolling mm-hmm. stones concert and see 80 year olds to eight years old kids you know uh and it's it's one of those generational like experiences with la coca not so much you know what i mean gotcha. it's like with hardcore hip-hop it's like after a certain point your your audience kind of like pulls the ripcord and so we're we're at the point where we're trying to you know we're we're, we're gonna put uh another album out we're working on that and uh we're three yes. in but there's just been a lot of like you know we got everybody else has, has solo careers and slain is acting and and you know, with the Outsiders House Museum and all of that other stuff and Bill, you know, there's a lot of, uh, puts out a lot of records himself. So it's, everybody's always staying busy. It's just uh, a matter of like focusing on the Coconostrum. So, but we're going to give it one more go and, uh, you know, see what comes from it. But it's always fun and it's always, uh, you know, it's always a kick in the, in the pants. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how many more years I can, I can keep going just to, you know, it's a lot. I need to get a little bit more uh, stability back home in Tulsa. So, Well, good for you. I think it's great that you're out there. My husband and I follow that guy, Mike Doty, around when he comes locally around here. And some of yeah. the venues that he plays in are, are great. Yeah, you guys are probably no. doing great in a lot of them. I know. Unfortunately for me, I started out on like on, you know, just the, 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 the graph. If you're looking at it from like a, a it just keeps going <laughs> smaller and smaller. It's just, you know, we do it for the love of hip hop, really. It's, it's, it's hard to, you know, stay uh, above water doing this. You know, we'd have to be out there full time and uh, we're just not. So I just need to get back and focus on the Outsiders House Museum. But it's always a treat to be out here with these boys and, uh, and do what we do. And uh, I'm looking forward to doing it one more time. And then I think I'll hang it up and uh, <laughs> be a full time, you know, uh, creative director and executive director at the Outsiders House Museum. So. That's cool. I was looking actually through some of your pictures and I noticed that you have all these tattoos. Which one's your favorite one? Um, well, that's a good question. You know, it's when you start out with tattoos, it's always like it has to be very significant. And then as you get a little further on down the line, it really just you're throwing a, a dart at a, at, a, at, a, at a wall, whatever it lands on. I don't know that I have any favorite. I just, you know, it's like a hodgepodge of, uh, of different memories. Most of them are on the road or in, in, you know, a bunch of them in L.A. But I don't know. That's a great question. I have to get back to you on that because I, none of them, you know, if you unfortunately with the, with with things in life, you realize that, you know, what you thought was sacred. 10 years ago might not be so special anymore or it becomes, you know, so I really look at it like, uh, you know, like the, the inside of CBGB's bathrooms, you know, how those <laughs> used to look like <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was like, just, it was a good time and now we're moved on. So yeah, if I had it to do all again, I would probably never get a tattoo. It's kind of like that, uh, Dr. Seuss. Oh, get out. Thing. 
Yeah, because now everybody, I mean, kids now, they start with their face and, their, and the tops yeah. of their hands, and then they go up. We used to start the opposite way, like hide them, hide them, so you couldn't hide them anymore, and then get committed. I mean, even at the height of House of Pain, I thought if I go below my sleeves too much I, and I never need to get a real job, I'd be screwed. So I had right, to really right. be, and then you finally get past that point. But now everybody's tattooing their faces up, and it's really, you start where they're the most... Uh, exposed that you can so the pendulum has definitely swung and uh i know charlie manson used to say i was crazy when crazy meant something well i had tattoos when when it meant something so nowadays i don't know you know it seems like one of those uh if i could do it again i I wouldn't mind just having a blank canvas so that's i get that but it's also it's a it's it's fun to read somebody, you know, it's their autobiography. On, <laughs> it really yeah, is. Too many, yeah, no, I hear you. I, usually it doesn't work that way with me with, with women, but you know, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> I don't know that well, I'd like to know all that anyway, but uh, yeah, no, I understand what you're saying. It's, well, uh, I hope you don't mind if I read you when I meet you in person. Stickers on a luggage, stamps and a passport. It's true. Yeah, it's it's it fun. Yeah, no you really get to know someone and, and sometimes the artists are just so incredible. Yeah, I'm a big I'm, tattoo fan. I don't have any, but I'm a huge tattoo fan. I love, I love, I love reading people. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the, uh, the artists nowadays are doing stuff that is miraculous and, and stuff that wasn't possible 20 years ago. So it definitely, and that's kind of why I wish I, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to have them and you know, it's every, every couple of years, it, it makes a jump to the next level. And you're like, ah, I wish I would have had, you know, I'm glad yeah. I, I'm not stuck with a bunch of tribal stuff or, you know, stuff <laughs> that was cool in the nineties and not so cool. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, kind of lock you into an era. So, but it is what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> no tramp stamps with tribal. Right. <laughs> How many people have too. that is, uh, oh, I'm sure. oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I know we. I know you're super busy and you're traveling and stuff, so you must be exhausted. So we're, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get to it because I'm dying to ask you these questions because I think the way O'Malley set them up is absolutely great. She's uh she's got a way with words, so it's fun to uh it's fun to read them. All so right, I'm going to get ready. to. The- and by the way, happy Thanksgiving. I know, uh, are you going to be home yeah, yeah, for yeah. that? No, I'm going to be in L.A. at Nako's house actually, and he's going to be uh-huh. in New York. So. Go figure. Wait, what? Yeah, the life we chose. He's, I think he's going back east, and I'm, I'm gonna stay at his spot. It just uh, oh, okay. worked out that way. Well, that's oh, fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, wow! Move things on him and don't tell him. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Oh my god, that would be so great. <laughs> All right, ready? Just okay, give him so another cat. First one. He'll like that. <laughs> All right, Danny. What is the funniest? strangest thing you are grateful for now or have been grateful for in the past? The funniest and strangest thing. And you sent me these two and I didn't read them just because I wanted to be off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I still, I, um, I'm going to tell you that the outsider's too. house. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that the outsider's house is it. I mean, as cliche as it might sound now, I mean, I had no idea that, you know, as a 13 year old kid, I'd be walking into a movie theater, seeing a movie that meant so much to me. Uh, and then, you know, years later finding it on tour and then five years after that, buying it and then turning it into a museum. It's still, it's still a head scratcher. I don't, you know, how it all came together and it's, it's ironic. It's weird. It's, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone sometimes because I just, you know, uh, my life has changed so much in the last couple of years, especially with all the, the, the change I've been through to, to make this thing happen. And, uh, 
So it's really one of those things. I think looking back as, as exciting as it was to be like in a band and get signed and sell a million records. And that's all great. There's, there's, this is, I, you know, we wanted that. We were hoping for that, but this it didn't, you know, wasn't hoping to buy the outsider's house as a kid. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wasn't hoping to do a museum. I wasn't hoping to, you know, champion Essie Hinton's legacy and, and bring, you know, what I could to it. So this kind of just, if there's any that like I'm still shocked by it's it's what has happened in the last three years in my life as it pertains to discovering you know the outsider's house and buying it and doing what we've done so I think that would be it really I, that That's makes cool total sense <laughs> so and I think you know what's great about it is is you know I, I think you, the old saying you know you you make plans and God laughs uh you never know what lies around the corner. And so it's, it's gives people hope. It gives me hope, you know, cause I, I still, sometimes I look at it even now. I mean, if I'm being honest, I look and I go, where am I going with all this? Like, what am I now? What? Like we've opened the doors, the museum's open. It does, it does a little business, but it's not going to be, you know, like it, I still have to keep it. It just doesn't run on autopilot. There's kinds, it needs a lot of work and a lot of volunteers and a lot of maintenance. And, and, you know, I just got to hope that, you know, if I stay the course that it'll just keep revealing itself and it takes a lot of faith and a lot of dedication. And so I know, uh, you know, it's, it's proof positive that, you know, when you don't, you know, uh, know that's okay as well, as long as you stay, you know, stay focused and stay on course. I mean, five years prior to buying it or a couple years prior to buying it, I was sitting in AA meetings telling my buddy, like we should open a sober living or I was filing. I actually applied for a job at the Culver city graffiti removal thing for the city. Cause it had like a good pension and people were like, you're nuts. And I'm like, dude, I need something. Cause I don't know what to do. You know, I was 10 years sober at the time and then I wasn't sure where my next check was coming from. And so, and then the outsider's house thing kind of just appeared on the horizon at a, you know, And so you just never know. And uh, it's just one of those weird things that uh, I'm still, I still feel a little bit like that, but I also feel that, you know, if that hasn't shown me that, you know, you have no idea what, what awaits, just got to keep focused and stay, you know, stay right size and, uh, you know, have the fortitude to keep trudging the road. So, yeah. If it was a tattoo, it'd be very significant right now, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see it. I'd love to, I, right. to God, I would love to see that come together. There it is. I'd be curious, like what it. colors or if you'd go black and gray, is. you know? There it is. No That's cool. That's a good one. So, yeah, that, I mean, other than that, I don't have any other, you know, there's been so many weird things that have led up to this, but uh, I'm glad it did. And and this for me has been one of those, uh, I needed as well for me to like, you know, come full circle. And so, you know, we've talked before, you know, about my past and the stuff and, and just, you know, it was a lot of putting into something and now it's a giving back. And so the giving back part, although it's, uh, it seems counterintuitive when you're trying to survive and stay alive and, keep your, you know, the lights on, uh, the more I give, the more I get. So it's been one of those, uh, having faith in that concept that it works regardless of it, if I don't feel that it is. And sometimes I feel it ain't, you know, and it can be a great day and I still feel like, where am I going? You know? And mm-hmm. so again, it comes down to just, uh, staying in the moment and, uh, keep pushing. So yeah. Hope it's- that answers it. It's cool listening to you talk like that because speak like that because it's it's so true. 
you know, and it, and it applies to almost every area of every person's life. Yeah, no, I listen. And for me, it's just crazy because I mean, for the, my whole life, I really just, you know, I thought I was ducking responsibility and, and just, you know, joining a band or starting a band and, and staying out on the road. And, you know, there's a lot of immaturity in that because I didn't grow in certain areas, but it's also, you learn a lot of stuff and, 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 I guess at 50, I'm like, Oh, I, I, wait, I don't have a pension. I don't have a 401k. There is no health insurance, like given, you know, like I have to. And so being an entrepreneur and being a creative and there's a lot of doubt and, and insecurity and, and no real foundation. And, um, so it is a, it is a powerful tool to get you to, you know, again, like, focus and and realize like if you're going to do this you have to be committed and that means you know 24 7 and if you're committed you have to realize it's going to be rough seas and then if you're not if you're not ready for that it's probably not a good you know choice of uh you know career path looking back when i look back at my friends that are cops i'm like damn i should have been a cop it looks so good like they got a gun they got a badge they get a pension <laughs> they got health benefits i'm like but then i didn't, I didn't have to give up Thanksgiving's, birthdays christmases you know what i mean to work and i didn't have to show up every day you know if I, so it, I wasn't, I wouldn't have been willing to do that. So, but it's easy now to look back and go, I should have done this. I should have been a fireman. I should have been a, you know, but, uh, again, it's, uh, it's the life we chose. And, um, for me, I just try to stay in the moment, you know, for just right now. And that yeah, do the guys weird, on but... tour with you ask you for a ton of advice or does it just kind no, of happen naturally? No, no, I think we, everybody's doing their own thing. And that's the crazy part about life is that, you know, every, everybody's got what works for them. Um, me and Slane, we we're on the same page. We're both sober. We're both uh, actively working uh, our program. And um, so it's good to bounce stuff off of him. He's a very, uh, he dropped an album last night, by the way, which is great. Yes, he did. One line, slain one day and uh, very proud of him. And I heard it's doing really well. And, uh, you know, it's great to see. There's nothing better than seeing like a living, breathing example of, you know, God's grace in someone else's life. And I have to look no further than to see George and, and Slane to, to see that because I, we got high together. We used to get, you know, we were in terrible shape together. And then I got sober and I watched him struggle for a long time. And uh, when he finally got it to see the, you know, it's if I don't see it in myself, it's easy for me to see it in him. And so sometimes it's like, you know, it's the greatest thing in the world to just look and go, wow, you know, and then I, I can believe that it's working for me as well. I just may not feel it or see it at the moment. And so he's been a definite blessing and, and a sight to behold. And, uh, you know, it hasn't always been easy for him or me, you know, and I've watched him go through things. And then, you know, the real, the real key is to walk through all this with grace and dignity, you know, and, uh, and, and to, you know, to believe that this too shall pass, even if it's good. Every time I get used to the good stuff, I know that this too shall pass. It doesn't, <laughs> you know, it doesn't, it doesn't always be a bad thing, but when you're built like I am, or maybe Slane is, you know, we don't like change unless it's for the better. And sometimes life doesn't life like that. And so. Do you find that you go through things with a tempered enthusiasm a lot? Uh, I do always. Yeah. I'm the same oh, way. I, I do that too. That way. Yeah. I wake up mm -hmm. that way. I always, despite what my head tells me, I'm doing all right. And I always wake up with positive energy and I look forward to, mm -hmm. you know, doing stuff. It's, it's in within that changes within a heartbeat though. And then I can get fo uh, distracted and unfocused and get into some self pity and self doubt. And it all depends on how strong the coffee is, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
again, I, I have no answers. I just tell you what I do, what it works for me. And, and, and it doesn't always work. It always works if I work it, but it, I don't always work it. So I do, I meditate in the morning. I do my prayer and I do a gratitude list and I share that with a few other people and they share theirs with mine and it doesn't make life perfect, but it definitely sets me out the door in the right direction every morning. And I feel connected. And, uh, again, there's a little things that you can, you know, incorporate into your life. If, uh, I'm a big fan of nothing changes, nothing changes. And so mm-hmm. I don't like what I'm getting. I could maybe do something different. And so I that's extremely to, motivational. You know, well, That's like a nice chain to be on in the morning. I wouldn't mind being on your channel. I know, you right? no, you can do it. It's easy. I mean, I can show you. I mean, literally, I, 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 as soon as I wake up, I do my prayer. I do a five-minute guided meditation. There's a million of them on, on, on YouTube. Uh, and I sit there for five minutes and just get centered. And then I write a five to ten pay, uh, piece gratitude list. You know, today I'm grateful for... George Carroll in my life, a.k.a. Slain. He's released a new record. I'm very proud of him, and I see God working in his life. Number two, proud, uh, gra- gra- grateful for the warm blanket, the food, the water, the hot shower, the, the cup of coffee. As I look out the window, I can see a homeless guy right now, and I'm sure that this is – I live even on my basic is the basic – what he prays for, you know. It's really easy when you do a gratitude list to see how blessed we really are. And so, do you keep it in your and pocket I just keep all day? Going, no, I don't. I write it on the uh, on the lap on my computer, and then I I cut and paste it, and I send it to George, and I send it to a, a friend of mine, and uh, she does one as well. And we we it just you know it's cool to see each other's as well. And they they get redundant, you know. Every day I'm great. I'm grateful for the little things because I forget, you know, I forget how yeah. how how many people would love a, a nice espresso in the morning or a hot shower or mm-hmm. you know clean water. I mean, these are, these are things that we've, I don't say we, these are things I take for granted on a daily basis. I go, where's mine? You know, where's my Mercedes? Where's my bigger house? Where's my, you know, first class ticket instead of these coach seats? Where's my, you know? And so it's really hard to perpetuate that stuff. If you're, if you're checking in every morning and doing a gratitude list, you know? And so this is like keep it. The perfect lesson for Thanksgiving week. (laughs) True. Yeah. I mean, that is the true, you know, essence of being thankful and bringing something to the table. And so, yeah, I, this is all stuff I learned in recovery. This is none of this is, this is nothing that was taught to me as a kid. And this is nothing I, I would have found on my own until I got to, uh, you know, sobriety and I see my work with other people. And so it's one of those great things. And that's why, you know, uh, having George around is good because it's, uh, you know, it's inspiring to see somebody working it as thorough as he does. And uh, with my, I'm coming up on 15 years. And I think he's got a little over five, but you wouldn't know that from <laughs> time is not definitely, it doesn't, it doesn't guarantee that you're going to be anymore. You know, we're equally as sober. And he, if, if, if anything, he's got a way stronger program because he, he has a deeper understanding of how this whole thing works. So it's great to have him around and, uh, you know, learn yeah. from each other that way. It's nice that you have each other to, to help each other and have each other's backs. Do you ever get interested in acting like he does? No, I have no interest. I think that's probably the worst uh, option for a guy like me. And I think, God bless it, he's great at it. Uh, I cringed the first time he told me he was got the movie role because I knew that I'd have to watch it. And if he wasn't uh, uh, authenticious with it, I would have to tell him. <laughs> and uh, I was glad to, to report back that when I did see him, I, I, I did. I, I didn't realize it. I, I, I watched it and I realized I knew that man, but I wasn't watching my friend. I was watching an actor do a role and I felt his character 
and I knew he was in good shape. And uh, growing up in Hollywood is tough because everybody's an actor, right? You know, mm-hmm. oh, I act, I do this. Oh, cool, cool. Pass the ketchup. You act too. That's awesome. You know, like nobody cares. So when your buddy tells you, oh, I want to act, you're like, all right, you know, dude, slow down. You know, <laughs> and so he did his thing, and uh, we're all. I don't. I, I've never met anybody, and I know like actors, actors, and they're all like, "Oh, your buddy's really great actor. I love his stuff." You know, and so it's a, uh, it's a uh, for him, it's great. But no, I have no interest. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything. Well, I could think of a lot of things worse, but but it just is not appealing <laughs> to me. Believe it when I tell you that. Uh, yeah two different types of performing. You, you mentioned coffee earlier and I, I have to say that I um, definitely lost my bet with you. You did. Um, <laughs> That's why we never bet football though. Cause I know I would, I would be like coffee broke because I know the Patriots can't I know. know how to lose. I know. They've I lost two already, but they, they don't know how to lose in, in big games. They don't know how to lose and when it counts. So I stay away from that. I'm a Jets fan. So I yeah, no, I think, uh, <laughs> I think Nako and I used to talk about, uh, about Pat's Jets a lot. And then we were just like, you know what, let's yeah. just talk about Notre Dame. <laughs> so, there you go. Oh no. <laughs> there you go. But you know, cause we just can be sad together. <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. I think that's why the, when you're a Yankees fan, if you, if you go with the giants, it's, it's pretty apropos, but I like that when I meet a guy that's like a little bit jets, Yankees, Rangers growing up in LA too. I mean, I was a native New Yorker who came to LA and it was like, you know, there was a lot of Yankees fans in the Reggie Jackson era. I'll tell you what. And, uh, we didn't have a football team after the Raiders left. We had the, we had the, the Rams for a minute and then the mm-hmm. Raiders came, but there's a lot of uh, mixed loyalties in LA. Cause there's so many transient people that come and go from all over the world that there's no, you know, I'm not going to tell you that there's not a core following for the sports cause there definitely is, but I felt like I could pick whoever I wanted and be happy with it. But as a kid, Joe Namath was one of those icons of seventies icons. And, uh, my, somebody gave me a, a Jets jacket from the Sears catalog one Christmas. My uncle did. It was one of those uh, cheap Naga hide and uh, felt varsity looking jackets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember the older kids going, oh, right on, Joe Namath, hey, you know. And so as a kid, I always idolized that guy, Joe Namath. And so. Uh, My 15 yeah, year old just discovered who he was. He asked me this morning at breakfast, do you know who Joe Namath is? I, I had a crack up. Because, you know, like for me, the growing up in Jersey, that was like, you know, the Jets were everything to us. Of course. I mean, in the 70s, he was one of the, he was a cult of personality. I mean, Joe Namath, Evil Knievel, Kiss, and they all had action figures. They had dolls, (laughs) you know, and you could buy 12-inch action figures. So, and they were in commercials, pantyhose commercials, if you remember. He was rocking a fur coat on the side of the, he had mutton chops and. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was a stud. Oh, yeah. He was a big time, uh, uh, you know, star so growing up in new york and that was one of those guys again with kiss and and, and evil knievel i mean you couldn't do no wrong so i That's definitely right. liked it but uh you know as i got older i realized that the jets are garbage and uh, <laughs> it is what it is but I'm, I'm a loyal guy like that so i stay you know green's my color so you know and i am surrounded I like, by jets and yankees all day every oh, day I <laughs> I, and i did like for what it's worth i did like rex ryan and his his foot fetish and the weirdness he he brought some joy to that team for a while there and and watching the that HBO Hard Knock series or whatever it was got me, mm-hmm. got me rebooted in the thing, but I, I'm kind of off of it now. Football's not my thing. I'm a 
I'm a baseball guy to the core. So yeah, that's O'Malley too. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I know. I know. Baseball's my thing. We were just that's in cool. Toronto. We went by the stadium downtown, and I was thinking, wow, you know, the, I wish the Montreal Expos were still around. We were just yeah. in Montreal as well, and I was like, as a kid, you know, that's all I really followed. Baseball was my thing. And I was a Pete Rose fan, even though I was a diehard Yankees fan. Yep, I loved Pete Rose, and uh, I, I, I still, you know, I. I I still think you should be in the hall, but I definitely, and he played for Montreal Expos as well. He played for the Phillies and he played for the Cincinnati Reds. Reds but yeah. I always loved him as like a tough, you know, all out man's man baseball player. And I feel the same way when I look at, a, when I look at, now I just forgot his name, Pedroia, you know, as mm-hmm. he's one of those kind of, he plays like Pete Rose. I call you Stremski when I was growing up was another like, you know, man's man baseball guy. And, um, yeah. Like I love for, for just baseball people who play the game, right. I love it. You know? So. Oh, I, I love it. I, uh, yeah, I, I absolutely love it. And I'm, it's weird. It's like, it was such a bad, it was such a bad season for the Red Sox that I was so glad it was over in that sense right. of like, okay, we can put it to bed. Like, wow, that was bad. Like you just, you know, bad, bad year. Yeah, that's baseball in a nutshell, though. You, you guys had the highest payroll. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's still, and that's what the Yankees used to get slammed for being, mm-hmm. you know, just, it doesn't, it, Cubs and Red Sox had the highest payroll and, and it doesn't always mean. But that being said, you guys got a, still a wonderful team and, and they're always a threat. And again, Yankees didn't pan out like we thought they would either. I thought for sure we'd make it to the World Series and we did not. That, that was such a, that was such a strange ALCS too, yeah. to have, yeah, now with the cheating, I don't know what's going on with Houston. Right? I mean, the, the, yeah. the, at least the one that they got where there's the drums in the background and all that stuff. Have you seen all that? Uh-huh. They're oh, shaking sure. it off and playing the drums. The two beats were like, a, you know, that's terrible. That's not, I mean, that ain't the way to do it. I mean, I, I would feel like, can you imagine being on the team knowing that you won because you were doing that? I, I, don't, oh, I couldn't live yeah, with myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, as a kid, I could get, I could live with myself, you know, but as an adult, <laughs> like, nah, I don't want to win that way. Like what fun is, what, how do you hire an organization and you want to win that way? I'm the same way. 100%. It's me against me like, all the time. It's tainted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. The, it's bad yeah. money. It's like you got a ring in it, and people are like scoffing at it. Like, wow. And I don't know what the, what, what do you, uh, do they lose it? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, and then for the Nationals, I know we're going down baseball road, but for the Nationals to then go in and win on the road every time, yeah, which is so bizarre because they should not have won those games in the sense that the Astros still had a leg up. Under, yeah. And that's the thing about baseball. You just never know. It's a really a, a war of attrition, you know, and then oh, yeah. at the end of the season, so many things are, you know, they, they beat it, their pitcher, the Houston guy got beat up a few times where he shouldn't have been. And it just, baseball is like, that's what's great about it. If you, you know, if you love it, I know it's slow for a lot of other people, but that's what I like about it. It is a pastime. And I like spending like three, four hours with it in the background. And then, you know, getting engrossed and then pulling away. But uh, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely my sport. And uh, I do, I'm looking forward to the winter meetings now. So, you know, we, get, yes. we just got rid of your, uh, that wonderful purchase that we got from Boston about five years ago. The Ellsbury I cannot believe Glassberry. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> As I call him. Um, mm-hmm. That's wow. What a guy. I mean, that's nobody. 27 million still. We owe him. Yeah. But it is yeah, what it is. That's the kind of thing, uh, you know, Again, it is, it is know. a wild, that's a wild story to 
to to look at for um, contracts and you know every every off season uh, the last few years or last few years at least not every off season but um, it it's been slow guys haven't been getting signed right away there have yeah, been really many, great guys that burned. yeah they, too many teams get burned I mean Bryce yeah. Harper I mean look at he's one of them I mean he, mm-hmm. he really thought the Yankees were going to snatch him up and and then now they win the World Series without him so I mean there's a lot of uh, yeah. You know, again, I take a team that's put together with, they got the heart and soul that it doesn't even need the big name marquee players. I mean, Yankees stack the deck too with John Carlos Stanton and all of these dudes. And they're, they're great. But I mean, and Canarsion, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't even pronounce his name. Uh, Edward Canarsion. Yeah. yeah, but it's like, you know, and they're great. But I mean, if they were so great, they would have won. They would have won against the Astros. They didn't. So if the Astros did everything they needed to do to beat the Yankees, and uh, they're clicking. When you're on fire like that, it's hard to beat a team like that. It doesn't matter. Not that they don't got stars, but I mean, this guy uh, Altuve took uh, took our pitcher yard. He took our closer uh, Chapman yard. I mean, yeah. to win the game. It's like if they're in a better David and Goliath, you know. Yeah. That's what I love. And I fucking hate ooh, sorry. I hate the Astros. No, you can you can swear. We we swear all the <laughs> no, time. I try Go not ahead. to do too much, but <laughs> it's you know, I hate the Astros with a passion and just because they keep beating the Yankees. And but if there's I love a good David and Goliath story and, and minus their cheating, I was like I'm like Al is like a walk on player too. I don't think he was even like drafted i think he walked on and then like they told him to go home and he came back again and they're like we thought you told you to go home basically get your shine box and he got a shine box and he started hitting you know and playing like like he plays and i mean look at that little guy I yeah he I, I love those little those are little nuggets or pearls that you're like man you know a lot is possible i don't know that anything's possible but you know you never really know until you you know you put it all out on the line and so there's times I look at him and think he would have been a guy. I, I, I'm not saying that to replace any of the players on this, on this particular team, but he, he reminds me of the guys that um, were on the 2004 of Red Sox, just because mm-hmm. they were such dirt dog guys, you know, like none of them or a, a few of them had, had names, but even Poppy right. wasn't Poppy at that time. Right. Like he was. No, he just came you know? to fruition. Like in the right time, he got hot and did right. the thing. Yeah, no, I get it. I watched those. I mean, that was a heartbreaker for me too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Your, your 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 thing was great for you, but but again, you got to hats off when when you see a team doing what they need to do. So absolutely. But with the cheating again, I don't know that they, <sighs> that they're going to live that down. So wow, who knows. Oh, so um, let me ask you this. If you could give one, uh, give your closest friends, like your closest group of friends, uh, something fun or whimsical, what would you give them? So outside of the typical house, car, lottery win, you know, that type of thing. But what type of... I don't even know what whimsical means and uh, fun... <laughs> I don't know. One person's <laughs> fun is another person's. Oh yeah. Absolutely. It would probably be a good book. It'd probably be something like the alchemist or something like that. I would, I would have to say I'd give everybody a, you know, uh, some kind of uh, inspirational book. I mean, fun and whimsical that or a shotgun. Oh. I don't know. I mean, okay, so my choice. Wing? <laughs> <laughs> what my- does whimsical mean? I mean, I'd say, I, I think I have a, uh, a you know, what is the definition of whimsical? 
the, uh, like something playful, like something like uh. simple and, and just something like, I, like I had said, I would love, I know everybody would hate me, but I would love to give everybody like, you know, like a, a baby animal, <laughs> like everybody loves <laughs> the puppy or the, okay. you know, just the, the baby animal. They'll all hate me December 26th. Right. They, they know they two hours in. That's right. To be the person that actually gave the puppy or whatever, like everybody, everybody loves it for the instant they, that moment. So right. you know, something silly like that. All right. Yeah. So when when I was a kid, my grandfather used to have a little workbench in his garage in Staten Island, and he used to make me these little, basically out of wood. He would make a propeller, and he would fit it to a stick, and then you'd rub your hands back and forth together, and it would fly. And everybody used to be fascinated, including me as a kid, but even adults would like to, they'd walk by and Absolutely. Have, they'd fly it, they'd pick it up and they'd ask if they could. And uh, have you ever seen those? But there's Absolutely. like a dowel. I love them. Yeah. I can't and resist a them. Yep. And it just, if you just do it right, it goes and flies yeah. off. And so as simple as that is, he used to make them by his hand just in the, in the garage <laughs> and then make them for me. And then, again, everybody passed by would want to take a go at it. So I'd yeah. And they make that cool sound, right? They're like, yeah. <laughs> and I would give, I would, I would give everybody one of those. And so there you go. That's I love, I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm crazy. And I told, I said that I would want everyone to have a uh, Pee Wee's big adventure um, experience walking, waking right. up in that house, having breakfast made that way, all of that. And I nice. think Annie's brain just like melted when I told her, right. that. but I remember watching that movie. I think I've seen that movie a hundred times, like nice. from, from just growing up. Like it was one of those movies that I just, you know, VHS had it on, you know, we, played, we went by the house. The house is out there still. The original house that they filmed at. that thing is, uh, above, uh, above Glendale mm. in a place. I'm trying to think of the name of it, but me and Nanko went out there and did the before and afters. But yeah, those are, that's really whimsical. I was thinking of basic stuff. I always like, you know, little things. You, you reminded me Yo-yos. of my grandfather. Yo, the yo-yos are great. I still have a Duncan. God, I, I use them all the time. I, I get angry with them, but I play with them all the time. Yeah, I remember when the butterfly one came out with the lights in it, too. That was everything. Yeah, yeah, remember? That was, like, real deal. But, Mesmerized uh, by a slinky for hours. That's it. My grandfather used to have these really cool things. I think they were German, but it was uh, another propeller thing. In Christmas, he would have them, and they'd have candles in them. And when the candle would heat up, it would spin the propeller, and this whole little, like, uh, horse... <laughs> thing would go yes. with a carousel and stuff. And I remember I was those. always intrigued. Yeah, I was always intrigued by things that were kind of like old world, but yet still functional. Like the propeller in the hand could have been from the, you know, the BC or, you know, uh, and I'm sure it was. That's the and opening the, of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. There you go. <laughs> and then the, the candle that just the heat that rose up yeah. spun the spun the, the, the carousel. It's just... It's, so intriguing to me and stuff, you know, stuff like that. I was like, we also had the, they also had, which was great at Christmas. They had those Christmas lights that bubbled. So there was a glass with the, you know, the, the light on it. And then as right. the light would I heat up, the bubbling, those. the bubbling lamps on the Christmas tree. I think that was very fifties. Mm-hmm. But uh, they used to have all these cool little things like that. And when you're a kid, it's intriguing. And when you're an adult, you're like, wow, it's so simple yet. Very well thought out and very cool. And, aesthetically stimulating so i don't know you know if that fits the absolutely it does okay are you ready for the third question third yeah i'm ready okay if you could pick a 15 minute time frame to witness something from history what would you want to see when would your time begin you can you just can't alter the history it has to right. stay exactly how it happened 
Wow, I should have read these questions because it would be just a, uh, you know, it, the first thing that comes to, to mind is like Rome and the Colosseum when that was going on. But oh, that's a good one. You know, just because I, it's still hard to believe with the, like, you know, they used to fill it up with, with water as well and then sink it down and lions and so much, you know, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But now I, I'm thinking of more like, you know, the Beatles at JFK, which I heard was staged anyway, but, you know, something like yep. more monumental where it would be like an original concert concert i mean jimmy at woodstock would be great um Ooh, yeah and then there's a lot of like weird pop culture stuff oh that's a great one i don't know i uh i would say if i had to pick right off the top it would definitely be you know to go to the coliseum at rome you know during its its heyday with you know people gladiators and stuff fighting lions and i would definitely want to do that too that's a but good as far one as, i like that like one. his historic stuff wow i mean there's so many crazy pivotal uh things to, to, to think of where, where were you in this, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a great one. Uh, other than, you know, I couldn't. Wow. There's so many bands. I mean, can you imagine being like for me, I don't, you know, like the first bad brain show where Rick Ocasek was, you know, uh, in Boston at this, you know, I like, I know some of those like to be, or here, you know what? I got it. So I, I'll take it back. The first sex pistol show, which uh, there was only like a couple hundred people. And if you ask famous people, there's a thousand of them already that swear that they were there. And that's the reason why they started their band. Uh-huh. But their first show changed the course of, of music history. And again, everybody swears to have been there, but the, the capacity and the actual amount was so small. I would have loved to have been there to see that firsthand because they're, they're, what they've done has changed my life. Even though I didn't start out as a Sex Pistols fan, it wasn't until like really meeting Steve Jones and hanging out with them that I got more into the legacy. And then seeing Julian Temple's uh, Filth and Fury documentary about them kind of like showed me how important they really are to what we do. Everything we do is still, you can trace it back to, to them, at least in my world with graphics and Malcolm McLaren and Vivian Westwood and sex pistols and all the stuff that that ushered in. And, and so, yes, the first sex pistols show at the, I think it was the hundred club, but I could be wrong. No, it was like Leicester hall or something like that. Anyway, that's where I want to be. All right. <laughs> that's a good send, one. Put me I in like the time that. machine and send me there. That's I'll take that one. That's such a good, so that's a, that's a great answer. I, well, listen, yeah. I, I just, I just know that all the stuff that I still like is somehow there's a, there's a piece of that DNA from the sex pistols in that, whether it's the beastie boys or other bands that I love, they all, they all pay homage to that. So, I would write, I would like to be at the birth of that at the first show, which would be incredible. Oh, that's so much better than my answer. I I was so regretting my answer, even as I was giving it, like it was one of those, I kept telling Annie, Oh, I don't want to, Oh, I don't really want to see this, but you know, I was thinking to solve the mystery of, and some people wouldn't call it a mystery, but just to have the definitive, like I saw it, this happened or it didn't happen, you know, something else happened and just to have that information. And that's kind of where I went. So I didn't even pick something I loved and I didn't pick something I wanted to actually even see. I just picked something to just kind of solve the mystery. And Annie did too, in a sense with the grassy knoll. Um, But mine was just, I feel like it's so brutal to pick OJ and I, I, just because it was such a, there you go. it oh, hit us. It. it was, you right. know, we were, we were in our, 
I was 18, 19 when that happened. I mean, we were, I was in a, you know, an older, per, I remember it so vividly. Yeah. I remember everything. You know, I remember the car chase. It was, we thought it was coming down, you know, to San Diego at some point. I mean, I wasn't, I mean, I was in North County. I was in Oceanside, but it was like, yeah. is it, where is he going? You know, like it was crazy. No, I'll never forget it. Yeah, no, oh, that's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. And, I uh, think a lot of it knows. is from the um for me like with the with the jfk thing or for even the oj thing which i think is a great one it's because so much time has been applied to that like that the amount of time that people have spent and the time of money the amount of money people have spent on talking about these how many fights have occurred because of different opinions it blows my mind so to if it was able to, if you were able to see what actually happened right, to definitively answer what yeah. the, the truth was yes or no was Kennedy killed by this or was he killed by that did OJ yeah. do it or did he not do it you know yeah I guess we'll never know unless you know right. OJ confesses or somebody else I don't know yeah those are both good I was thinking about that as well I think you know but it's one of those, uh, there's so many of those that would, I would like to be at least the knowledge of it. But I, I think, yeah, um, yeah, they're tough too because, uh, yeah, some brutal stuff too. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it's where it all went and down. I think today is, there's some kind of anniversary for JFK. I think it's today. His today birthday. is the, yeah. no, today's today the grassy knoll. Today the grassy knoll. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I saw it coming up in my feed. I know that there was some, I did scroll through real quick on the, and I know that I've posted it before. I think that was one of the, after finding the Outsiders House on tour, that tour, I think we went to Dallas next and I went to the Grassy Knoll just to check it out. And then after that, we went to Mary Tyler Moore's house. I went to Mary Tyler Moore's house in Minneapolis that year. And that's when I first started doing all the, the before and afters. But uh, the Grassy Knoll was always one of those. You just want to, we're such, you know, we were raised with it as a kid. I mean, all the yeah. adults, you, you could, to a man, you could ask them, where were you when we landed on the moon? Or where were you when JFK got shot? And they can answer you with no hesitation. It wasn't even a question. They, everybody, it stopped the world. It changed the world. And, uh, you know, those are important stuff. And OJ was that for our generation. I was in New York mm -hmm. in Times Square. We had a show at the Roselands and uh, it, the Bronco chase was on the, on the, 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 the big television in Times Square on 42nd street. And yeah. It interrupted a Nick game, right? Was it the Knicks everything. that were on that night? Yep. Yeah. I remember Knicks, that. We were all sitting Houston Rockets. Cause we had tickets for that as well. I went to the, the game after it with, the, I was there when the Knicks lost, they could have won against Houston. And then I was there when the Rangers won. <laughs> We had box seats at the at the Madison Square Garden through our record company, and I was at all of those things. And I also knew Jason, uh, his son, and so it was a little close to home. And I'd I'd met OJ maybe a couple of months a month before that with Mickey Rourke at a restaurant that we were at when he came in looking for Nicole. So, isn't it crazy stuff, to think of all the different stuff. dynamics? Like all yeah. the it's it's wild, and that's the thing. Like you're so close to these things. You're always so far, and you're always so close. Like you never people yeah. don't realize, you know, that six degrees. Like is a lot yeah. smaller than sex. No, of course. And so then we went were... by those locations and, you know, the Rockingham house has been torn down. It's gone. Yeah. That was OJ's house. And then the condo is still there. Uh, just, just this whole thing. It was very, yeah, it was definitely a polarizing event as well. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, that's the whole thing about historic stuff. It's not always good, but it's still intriguing no matter what, you know, for a second, when you were explaining what you were saying, I thought it was going to go the Manson route. Cause that's also another, like, yeah, you we know, get to hear and talk about this all night. Imagine, I mean, honest no, to God, you put the pot of coffee on, I'll go all night. <laughs> I know. Right. You said yeah, something. 
you you said something, I don't want to miss this because it's something as a listener, if I was listening to this, I'd say, go back and ask him. You were at a restaurant a month before it happened. When OJ maybe two was, weeks before, yeah, maybe two weeks when, before, and he that, was yeah, looking for Nicole. It. Yeah, he came in. It was called Babylon. It was our friend's restaurant on uh, on Robertson. It was like the hottest spot at the time, and I was with Nicky Rourke and uh, a couple other people. And OJ came in. He was looking around. He came up, shook Mickey's hand, asked if he'd seen her, shook my hand, and I remember him having a really large hand, you know. And go, wow. And I obviously as a kid, I grew up just like Joe Namath. We knew who OJ was and who didn't. He was another cult of personality. And he was looking around this restaurant and then he left and that was it. And then a couple of weeks later, boom, um, that whole thing happened. And there's a lot of, you know, I mean, I don't want to get into, but there's who did it, who didn't, did his son do it? His son was a chef, you know, maybe, you know, I don't know, you know, it's just one of those things. And because I knew Jason and not well, but we went to the same clubs, we knew each other on first name basis. I don't know that I ever hung out with them. I mean, you know, too tough like that, but uh, his daughters I used to run into it, be at the same table with, with them as well. And so it's just one of those things. It's a tragedy all the way around. Um, I don't know that we'll ever get answers for any of that stuff. And I, I don't know, you know, I'm not who's qualified to know. Only OJ really knows. And uh, it's a it's a real head scratcher. Uh, I, you know, whew. right. You, when it's this amazing. happened, when you met him that night, did you ever get the feeling uh-huh. that he was there in like a like when like when you saw this happen, obviously unfold in the news two weeks later, did you kind of like go back to your mind that night? Yeah, of course. And like, did he come yeah, of course. angry? Did he come in? Of course. Calm? Yeah, of course. I remember you, you think I've never been in a relationship where a girl was like up to something and I went looking for her. I clearly did. And I'm known for putting my hands on people back in the days. So I, I got that vibe for sure. I, absolutely. No doubt about it. So you realized, so, so you were like, uh, like you didn't have any questions. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, I just was like, yo, he's looking pretty, you know, look, he's, he's looking around for his girl. I didn't even, it, it was later we put two and two together, you know? Yeah, what yeah. What that means, I don't know. But, uh, you know, I'm not saying uh, he did or he didn't. I just know that at the time, you know, that's right. that was a crazy series of coincidences to, to what a way to, to meet O.J. Simpson, you know? Yeah, right. And so oh, absolutely. And it's, I've had a, a million of those weird little, you know, it's, I think there's, it's hard to do nowadays because of it. There's a cam- everybody's got a ring doorbell and there's a camera on every corner. And, 100%. There was, yeah. a, there was a point, there was a, even in the 90s in Hollywood where, you know, there, you, you could buy yourself a little bit of time or a little, some plausible deniability or, and this is not, as, as, as we're not talking about in relationship to the OJ case at this point. I'm just saying, Mickey used to tell me stuff and then a couple of days later when we come to light and I'm like, how the hell did he know that? And he knew because he was plugged into that higher, you know, level of Holly. He was, you know, he was a God amongst men. At that I was about time. to say, he was, he was top of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. yeah. But everyone's, yeah. you know, you, it, that, that was kind of like a time also that I feel like kids today, people today don't appreciate, uh, not, not appreciate this. That sounds like, like a kind word for people who cover things up, but there was like a time when people had each other's backs, like they had family, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, of course, but it, it works both ways again. Like, you know, it works. Yeah, both, exactly. It works both ways, but there was like a, there was like kind of like a code, like, you know, like you let no, the family know and you gave the That's people a, a chance to react yeah, well, big time. You're being, yeah, yeah. Those are, those are the, those are the good parts of it but you're also giving people time yes. to cover up or, absolutely I, you're, you're reminding me of a joe namath documentary that they did where the 
chief of police seen him coming out of the hotel at like four in the morning, right before the Super Bowl game, drunk. And mm-hmm. he went right back in and called his bookie and switched his bet. <laughs> and he lost because Joe Namath still won. But, you know, it's the, those days are, you know, uh, it's harder and harder to do with cameras everywhere. Absolutely. Uh, like, I, d- I don't know which I way is better. A good like- side of, yeah, there's a good side of having, like, you know, being plugged in and having that kind of, like, you know, uh, access to favors but there's also a downside of it and so or you had said like you don't want to win on on a like on a cheating no yeah no of course but it's also nice to be plugged in i like to you know yeah six foot six alpha male and and pretty you know good at like making good connections i like to go in a restaurant they know who i am not that i'm anybody but they just to know that like you know i'm a a frequent customer and I, i got a little you know connection with them and then i could uh you know you treat it right you know and if anything happened that they would give me a you know i get it it's it's, it's that old new york thing I and mean, then i was raised yeah. like that so but uh it's harder harder to find i was um, definitely raised by that i mean danny i worked on the trading floor of the new york stock exchange for 18 years we were we were like a handshake you know so, your word is your yeah, bond like you had each other's Everything. backs we had each other's backs big time and, you know, and also being raised by a single dad, same thing. Like it was very much, you know, of course, but so what, what destroyed that is a few things, but I'm going to tell you that a camera on every corner did, even with, mm-hmm. even with anybody, even with cops, even with, you know, the way you interact with people, you know, everything's being recorded and you could, two people could see the same recording and have two different opinions on what occurred. Mm-hmm. And so everybody's kind of like forced to like fend for themselves because, you know, I don't want to get involved with that. You know, I know I'm speaking on uh, an incident that I'm recalling in my head that you don't, you're not privy to, but it's one of those weird things where like, you know, everybody's so scared of, to have each other's backs you know, because of uh, a lot of things, but I totally again, agree. you could, three people could see the same event and have all different things because of political leanings because of what their you know what their preconceived notion is that occurred and we see it all day long on the news it's amazing and you could see two different sides you could see the law enforcement side of that video and you could see yeah. the the you know I mean, oh standing com- up to police brutality of type course. of thing yeah it's a common occurrence and there's, again it's a i don't know it's a we live in a very weird world at, at this point and I don't know even what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not a cop right now because it's, it's a tough profession, man. And nobody has any, you know, I, I, don't, I can't think of any other uh, profession where it's, 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 it's I don't know. In, in New York in particular, the stuff I mm-hmm. see is crazy. But uh, and I, again, I, and as, as, a, as a guy who's on the right side of it at this point, man, they're my heroes. But as a, as a you know, wayward youth, I didn't like them for nothing you know mm-hmm. and so you get some empathy when you when you grow up a little and you take responsibility for your side of the street and uh someone's got to do that job so you know i have nothing but love and respect but i wouldn't want that job you couldn't pay me to do that job and believe me i could use the money <laughs> i look at knock and i'm like bro you gotta it looks great but thank god you're even keeled and you're, you take this stuff in stride but yeah it's a tough gig and i know that a lot of people you know the suicide rate is crazy right now for cops and and the ptsd and all of the not having any of the support i just uh, thank god that 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 the sheepdog do what they do but i wouldn't want the gig i tell you what i wouldn't be well suited for it and and 
it takes a, it takes a really you know a strong individual to put up with that and still want to show up to work every day and do the right thing so i've only met really good cops and i know you know i grew up with a couple of kids that were you know turned out to be cops and they were all you know i haven't had that experience every time i've had a bad experience with the cops because i had a big mouth and i was doing something wrong you know and i'm not saying it can't happen i'm just saying <clears throat> that's not my experience i don't go into it you know especially as an adult you know I get pulled over, I put the car in park, I put the keys on the dash and I put both my hands where they can see them on the steering wheel. <coughs> and it's yes sir, no officer, yes sir, no sir, yes officer, no officer. Uh, otherwise, can, uh, I don't expect a good encounter. You were raised uh, that way though. Like in, most well, I, uh, but I had a choice way. to now to, you know, and then now it's, it's more of, you know, I just common sense, you know? Yeah, but I used they don't to be have a smart ass and I used to get that and I get it, you know, like, you know, when I got they don't bring them to school uh, either. Like, remember when you were a kid, like no, the firemen no. would walk through or the chief of police would of walk course. through? They don't do well, that anymore. you know what? That being said, they do in Oklahoma because I just did a, I just spoke to a school of elementary schools and I was able to meet this guy that goes by the name Sticks, who is the cop that is on live PD now. He's a Tulsa PD and he did so well that they put him on a national show. And he was very cool, and he did speak to the kids. So in some places, you can. Um, I like that. Like, but I, I get it. Know yeah. We knew our No, I know. Listen, if a cop brought you home when I was a kid, your mom was going to give you a whooping as well because right. it wasn't like, you know, it's the last thing mm -hmm. I wanted to do was be rung up by anybody, a principal, a cop, or a local grocery store guy who, you know, <laughs> saw me mm -hmm. stealing that Dunkin' Yo-Yo. I mean, if mm -hmm. you thought he was going to give it to you, wait till, wait till you got home, you're going to get it again. I'll just yeah. take my lumps and go home, you know, instead mm -hmm. of getting it twice. But that's just a different world now. I mean... It really is like we knew everybody by name, you know, it was Mr. Schaefer was the chief of the, you know, the fire chief and, um, you know, Mr. Burke was the chief of police. Like everybody knew who everybody was like it. And my parents yeah. would be like, if I hear from, you know, no, Mr. Burke, that you were doing this or doing that. Like it was like you, you knew everybody. Now it's like the parents right away take the kid's side. Yeah, no, it's too bad. I mean, that's it is not, too bad. But we, so, we're, we're, we're the last of the generation that know what it's like to grow up without the internet and to grow up yeah. with it. And yes. With it, it brought a lot of useful tools, uh, mm -hmm. but it also takes a lot away. I mean, I do a show at night and every night, you know, 80% of the people are on their phone for half of the show and then they're editing for the other half of the show. They're really there just to get footage, just to show everybody else in their circle of fake internet friends where they are they're not they're not really experiencing it because no. make a little video of, of that pertain it makes them look like they're experiencing it, but it's distracting when you're rhyming and you're doing your thing and they're on the they're sticking a phone with a light in it in your face ugh. and then looking back at it trying to edit and then redo it it's like ugh, it's like it, it, it's soul sucking, but it is the world that we live in. And if you buy a ticket, I guess you have a you expectation that you should be able to film whatever you want. And I get it. I'm a fan too, but I'm also, you know, it, it gives and it takes and you want, you know, so just, it is what it is. I try to, you know, just realize that uh, that's why I'm trying to tell you. I'm, I'm weaning out off this. <laughs> I'm not, you know, I guess it's okay if you're playing this, you know, the, the forum or, or, or Barclays center and there's a, you know, a million people, it just looks like a bunch of pretty lights. But when you're doing small shows and guys got like, you know, iPads and, and, and cell phones in your face throughout the whole show, it just gets, 
It's being yeah. a bit too much. So. I got to imagine that if they were like the opposite way, not even shining it on you, just looking at their phone, that's got to be kind of uh, they do distracting too. too. Like, why aren't I all entertaining you enough? Yeah, all day long. So, but it's I the world we like live that. on, you know? Mm-hmm. Go to any restaurant, you see it. I mean, this is old hat at this point, but, and we're guilty of it. I just, you know, I was, we were at a restaurant a week ago and I said, hey, we're the, we're the cliche now, boys. And everybody looked up from their phones like, what? Oh, yeah. And yeah. It's true. And it's like, I have these three kids, 15, 12 and nine. And my husband who works for Barstool Sports is, you know, it's a media company. All he does is have to tweet out Instagram, take, you know, interact yeah. with people constantly. And we'll be watching TV. And, you know, my nine year old would be like, daddy, you're not watching. And he looks at me like, I got to get this out for work. I'm like, you can say it six different ways from Tuesday, but all she sees is you on your phone, you know? (laughs) And like, it's, it's a, it's, it's hard. Like they, they get it. And she's been born and raised in that culture and she doesn't like it. So, I mean, listen, you used to leave work and you're basically, unless you were on call, your work was at work and it was done for the day. Yeah. Now, Mm -hmm. wherever your phone is, it's, it's, it's nonstop. It's relentless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And it's addictive too. Like you, there. You know. I does know. It- <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, I'm a victim and a, and a, and a perpetrator, I know. <laughs> and I have to tell myself I'm doing it for business. I have to promote this record. I have to promote this brand. I have to promote this museum. So right. I have like even more motivation to you know. How dare you judge me? I, I have you know business to attend to attend to, but really. Yeah, it's, it's sad, but it's also, it gives and it takes, what can I say? Absolutely. You know? So um, you'll go home and you'll have, um, obviously, Outsider's House. You've had some Rumblefish. Um, yeah, we did. A, so I, I'll tell you this and we can wrap it up. But I did a, I got a, I got a little program going. What, what I felt was like when I got to Tulsa, I couldn't believe what condition it was in. When it was miraculous, it, it was in a, a wonderful condition. It looked like a city that had been like put on ice for the last 50 years and at least maybe a hundred years. Uh, it's got a, so many different wonderful art deco buildings down there, the third largest in the u.s only behind new york and, and chicago every corner if i take you downtown you feel like you're on the set of some kind of incredible you know movie set from the the, the golden era of you know, of, you know oil and, and industry and in in all of this, the Outsiders and, and Rumblefish was filmed downtown and or right outside of downtown and there's nothing to to historically market. So I was able to get uh, the funding from uh, One Gas, which is the big uh, gas and energy company downtown Tulsa. And I was get I got the owner's permission who owned the building and we did the first plaque a couple weeks back for Rumblefish. Uh, it's the alley scene where they get robbed and he has an outer body experience. And uh, it's Coppola, Mickey Rourke, Matt Dillon, Vincent Spano, S.C. Hinton, and it was a wonderful way to make an alley cooler and anybody who comes to town, they don't need to have me show them where it is anymore. Cause there's a plaque, uh, you know, marking it. And my plan is to get a dozen of rumblefish ones up, maybe eight to 10 and eight to 10 outsiders ones. So it's a couple thousand dollars a plaque and we have to get the permission. But so far we've got the permission for about half a dozen of them. I'm hoping that uh, one gas will continue to sponsor it. They've also signed on for the second plaque and uh, I'm hoping in the next year or so we'll have a, you know, at least a dozen or more outsiders and rumblefish historic uh, plaques marking the spots in an app 
or, or website that you can go on and, and see where all of these things are and go and uh, experience all of these, these movie locations. And, and the great news is, is, is unlike LA and New York, a lot of these, the ones in Tulsa look exactly like they did when they filmed in 82. So if you like those movies and if you like the, you know, the, that kind of, you know, historic thing, you really, you really are back in the place. And it, it, very, it looks very unchanged since, when they filmed there 36 years ago um it's pretty cool and so it's just something i wanted to do i thought you know as a fan myself i always wanted to know where these locations were and after finding them now everybody hits me up to to show them where they are and i don't know that i would ever have the the amount of time needed to take people through it over and over again and so why not uh you know mark it with the plaque and, and let people discover it on their own so very That's proud of it. Cool. And very happy to do it. And the plaques came out tremendous. It's a, it's incredible what they can do nowadays with the, with the etching and, and all the photo realism. So yeah, it's a, again, it's something that I never in a million years thought I'd be, you know, spearheading or championing, but it, it just it kept telling me it needed to be done in my mind. So I just we set out to do it and we're doing it. It's funny how like when to hear it's, a, it's, it's so cool to hear you talk about it. So matter of factly, but like, 10 minutes ago, you were talking about Mickey Rourke back in 1995 in a restaurant. Yeah. And it's funny how you guys have come full circle, right? With like yeah, the rumble I mean, disconnection. And I stuff. Haven't, yeah, I never, you know, what's cool. funny when I used to hang out with Mickey back in the days, I only knew him from one movie and it was, I knew nine and a half weeks, which I didn't like because it was, you know, usually chicks like that movie. And I like one called Harley Davidson, the Marble Man, which is sure, Don flop. Johnson, right? Yeah, of course. But I loved it because he looked so cool on that, that Harley. And, and I was like, I want a Harley too. And we became great friends for about four years. And then out of, out of the blue, he does what he does. And basically, re, re, re gets a whole new group. Yeah, he reinvented himself. And yeah. And so <laughs> I had, a, I had a, a few seasons hanging out with him. And then I was old news. And I haven't really heard from him since. And I run into him every blue moon. And we shake each other's hand and say hello. And that's really the extent of the friendship. It's really not there anymore. But I don't look at it when I look at any of these things. Like, you know, I know Matt Dillon a little bit, not great. I know Mickey well for years, but now I don't know, you know, very much about him. But I look at it as the overall legacy in the movie. I don't even like just the fact that I knew or know or I don't even take that in consideration. I just do it for the legacy of the movie and for the love of Tulsa and the love of Essie Hinton more. I just feel like this was an obvious thing to to honor and and to 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 dedicate a plaque seemed like such the the the, the no brainer. And I was shocked that nobody had done it before. And I thought, well look might as well do it myself and I'll do it the right way. So we spared no expense. We got the best brass plaque maker on the planet and uh they came out tremendous and everybody loved it and i you know something you know at the end of the day if, if they could say this guy came to town and did all this cool stuff i'm happy with that that's enough for me i don't i don't make a penny off of it it cost me money to do it but uh you know time and energy to do it but uh i enjoy it and uh, it's just something that i can feel proud of that i had a little hand in uh you know, making Tulsa a little bit better. And it's a tremendous town and they've been really good to me. So it's at least I could do. Well, she's, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely somebody who's going to go down in history as being one of the best authors and you've, and you, she must glow when she sees you. Ah, well, I hope so. I, uh, I glow. Oh, she must, she have it's, to. Uh, it's been, uh, it's been sweet. I, I definitely, uh, can't say enough nice things about uh, her and her work and, and what she means to everybody. And so my, my job is really just to, to constantly, uh, you know, 
do what I do. And, and I hope for whatever, whatever she feels about me, it's because of the work uh, and not, you know, most of what I do and not what I say, because uh, but it's, think about it. Know. She probably thinks of these things like her children. And if somebody were to appreciate my children, the way you're appreciating her work, I know I would be glowing if someone like did this for, for something that I made. Right. Well, I, I think it's a reciprocal and uh, she's been a very big supporter of what we do without her contributions, not only in in blessing us, but with, with the financial uh, support that she's given the house, we wouldn't be here. So uh, I'm, I'm glad I found somebody who also, you know, is, is supportive of what we do, because it could have been bad if she was like, I'm not interested and I'm actually opposed to it. I would have been stuck with an old house, you know, that was yeah. a terrible shape uh, with egg on my face. So I'm glad it all worked out. And uh, uh, that being said, I just, you know, do a few more things and then see where life takes me. But right now I'm, I'm loving it in Tulsa still. And I see a bright future for that city. And uh, I'm happy to be there at the right time. My timing is very uh, fortuitous for me to be in that city at this time. So who knows? Well, I'm very happy for you. Honest to God, it's, it's nice it. to hear that somebody has this passion that's, you know, it's, it's, you know, uh, what's the word? Um, like you're finding Whimsical? so much joy. In, what's that? <laughs> Whimsical. <laughs> Whimsical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah O'Malley, well, the Whimsical you know Red Sox fan. <laughs> That's it. The uh, the uh, again, it it comes with a with a very uh, big price, but I wouldn't. I don't know anything else to do. You know, I don't. I don't. If I'm not really 100 percent in, I'm not in at all. And so it's it's a it's a scary proposition. But I always find my thing, and then I just give it its all and. It's going to be what it's going to be. But uh, again, you know, it looks from the, from from my seat. It always looks better that when people get a, a, a full time job and they know when their paycheck's coming in and they get a little nest egg in the end. But it's not the life I know. And so I, it's, this is the life I chose and I take it for what it's worth, uh, the good, the bad and, and everything in between. And so in the end, again, it, it'll all be worth it. Uh, everything I look back on the good and the bad. I just, uh, that's what you do now. That's important. And I try to do, I try to give as much as I take. I don't say I give more, but I definitely I try to be, you know, if I want good friends, I got to be a good friend. And if I want to, you know, do good stuff, I got to be able to give back good stuff as well. So I'm a big fan of, you know, putting in what you take out and vice versa, you know. Hey, can you hear us? Hi. Hi. There we go. How you doing? Uh, we're good. We're on the road in Alberta. Nice. Fantastic. <laughs> it's is it still snowing for you? It is not. It's very sunny. Uh, nice weather out now. Buffalo. Uh, there's buffalo on the side of the road. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm O'Malley. Um, thank you for coming on. I'm very excited about this. And you guys probably know Large by now. And Annie is his wife. Hi. Yep. Yep. We, we know uh, Large well. Yes. Annie, you and I have met. Yep. How you doing? You having a good time though? Spectacular. Canada's the best. Oh, good. I'm so glad. What kind of food have you been having? Uh, what kind of food? We've, we've eaten a lot of bar food. A lot of, uh, bar, a lot of bar food. Okay. To be honest with you. Way more McDonald's than I've eaten in the last 20 years of my life. Ew. Oh, get out. Ew. I hate McDonald's. <laughs> we've, we've been driving through some just desolate places. I mean, like, we've been driving through North Dakota, Manitoba, Saskatchewan. 
I mean, there's. Oh, you got to Google ahead of time. Yeah, there's not a ton out here. <laughs> you got to find those mom and pops places where you can just Google ahead of time and, like, you know, map it out with little pins where you want to go. <laughs> yeah, that would be the smart thing to do. But, um, you know, we're, we're a bunch of idiots in the car. Yeah, so. we're not, we don't have any much brains. The problem is, is that your internet is tough to work. So when you try to, like, Google somewhere to go eat, it, it like, takes forever to try to find the place. I hear you. Well, our car is full of a bunch of fatties. So that's all we do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of it. I've got, I, I don't, I don't body shame at all. I'm very proud of it. Oh, listen, there's a lot of women out there that love dad bods and I'm starting to work on that. Yeah, I'm one of them. I am one of them. I dig it. There's nothing hotter, to be honest with you. I think raising kids alone gave me a dad bod, but I'm a chick, so it doesn't quite work. Well, I know what you're saying. You know, my daughter just turned 15, so she's a freshman in high school. Uh, it, yeah. it, really, it really puts a lot of stress on you, mm-hmm. so I can understand where you're coming from. Oh yeah. yeah, I have a 15 year old son, so I'm I'm right on the opposite end of that. <laughs> I, I oh got the God. same hey, thing on the female side. Stay away from my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready for the first one? Yeah, you can uh, you can fire away, but okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's go. All right, what is the funniest slash strangest thing you are grateful for now, or have been grateful for in the past? The funniest or strangest thing that I'm grateful for. Um, I mean, the strangest thing is probably uh, I'm grateful to have spent the last week in a car with these lunatics. <laughs> I mean. By this point, I really think that spending seven days driving across a continent, there are very few people that I could do that with and not want to strangle them. Um, I know my parents got divorced right after it. We were in the car for 30. Yeah, I mean, right? Like, I, at this point, I should want to kill all of the people in this car. And I really only just want to, like, lightly slap some of them. Oh, that's fantastic. That's a win. That is a win. Um, I'm going to go a different route. For my professional career, uh, when I got traded from the Dodgers, I found out on the bottom of Sports Center. Um, <gasps> That's and, right. Oh yeah. And, and I cried like a little baby, um, but it ended up landing me to the Mets in 2006 after the Marlins. And the Mets were the team I grew up, but um, grew up uh, loving. And then it turned into a dream to play for the Mets. So that would be mine. That's fantastic. I was so happy um, that I go to the Yankees. <laughs> I guess mine would be I am strangely thankful that in the summer of 2016, my best friend and I wrote a Saturdays are for the boys song that Dave Portnoy ended up <sighs> finding and tweeting because it ended up leading me here in the car with Blackjack Paul and cameraman Colin. <laughs> and that. that Cameraman Colin Slash the Hammer in somewhere in Alberta, Canada, uh, on our way to Calgary. So I guess that would be mine. Hey, Big T, I have thoroughly enjoyed your um, your new lyrics on songs this week. Thank you very much. It has been um, honestly so wonderful to see all of this pushback. 
Um, after I was blocked after many years of not being blocked, but I dared to interact with one of you somewhere along the lines, and I I got the old Rico block. So listen, we're we're all that blocked. That, that's that's <laughs> just what happens. So consider yourself a part of the Wolf Pack. As oh, you I have been blocked. I, I am like we need t-shirts ASAP. <laughs> so. I, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but there's one t-shirt already on the store and another coming like within hours. Oh, perfect. Have you guys found a baby yet? <laughs> I just want to know. Uh, have we found a baby? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just, the hangover. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. I just, no, had to but I don't know if, if Blackjack wants to tell you another part of the hangover. He reenacted. <laughs> That's right. I, uh, we just stopped at a gas station and I bought a, uh, two dollar condom from a machine and threw it at big t while we were in the car <laughs> he was concerned that he might get aids uh, i thought you were going to say he found a naked chinese guy somewhere and threw it in the trunk it was that he found it not bought it okay well what about um cameraman colin but i don't want to leave colin, him out yeah, there we go um, yeah let's it, talk to the hammer. He, he prefers to go by the hammer but hold on oh okay okay <laughs> I guess I'd have to go on blackjack's route is just being pulled in on Monday, asking if I want to go to Canada really with no choice. And it's led me here with these three fine gentlemen. Um, I've never been to this country before, so I'm happy to be up here and experiencing it for the first time with these guys. That's awesome. That's nice. It's nice that you guys are having so much fun. <laughs> there has been intermittent disagreements, but I think for the most part, we're, I mean, we're the wolf pack. We got to stick together. Absolutely. I definitely agree. If you could give your closest friends something fun or whimsical, what would you give them? What would I give them? Um, And not like winning the lottery and, you know, not like a house or anything like that. Um, I would give Paul a thesaurus um, because (laughs) he says I get it a lot. And I'd like him to find synonyms for that. Um, I would give. Big, I get it. I, I would. Uh, I would give Big T um, probably a, a massive amount of marijuana uh, because he just loves the smell of it. Okay, do he not loves the smell of it. I have never smoked marijuana. I hate marijuana. I hate that Paul smokes it in the car. Okay, so now you're a narc and you're throwing me under the fucking bus. These are, uh, they're throwing me under the bus. No, 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 you just threw me under the bus without nothing. See, this is the problems that you have when you have a family of the Wolfpack. You know what I mean? What kind of car are you guys driving in? We are in a uh, Chevy Equinox. Oh my God, that's right. Oh, so you guys have a hatchback. Yeah, here's a thing. And we have beaten this car up. And I would probably give the hammer, um, well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe a nice. Uh, what this one? <laughs> a box of nails, hammer. There you go. Oh wow, <laughs> Molly. Um, wow. Ah, uh, this is really, really a tough one. It really is. Uh, you want to hear uh, ours? I'll, I'll start with Connor. I give okay. Connor um, a life supply of frozen lemonade. For some, re- for some reason, he's addicted, addicted. And by the way, it's been below zero with wind chill, and he's been drinking frozen lemonade. So I would think I would go with that. Um, Blackjack. Um, 
I would actually give him an, um, one of those like nose brand beating, uh, uh, breathing things because he, he is the most opposite person I've ever met in my life. When he actually is drinking coffee, he sleeps. When he's drinking vodka, he is awake. So, That's me. That's me. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. So he snores a lot. So not, not a giant fan of it, but hey, that's my brother. And for Colin, a.k.a. the hammer, um, I just need to get him some bigger boxer shorts, apparently. <laughs> Whoa, we, there's a story there. What? So for Blackjack, I'd get him a, a barrel of a nice, fine-aged whiskey. Oh, yeah. Um, he, he loves him some whiskey, uh, preferably from the great state of Tennessee. For, for Paul... Um, I, I love Paul. I still don't have much of a read on him. He's, he's a wild card. I would. Okay. Yeah. For Paul, I would get him a subscription to Disney plus because he was shitting on me yesterday for my love of Disney. And I'd love him to share in the magic. And then for the (laughs) hammer, uh, what does the hammer like? Stop asking. Just your gift um oh my goodness i don't know uh, i i'd have to think on the hammer hammer you go and i'll think of something by the time you're done <laughs> okay um i'm just gonna gift everything to the same people because i've always wanted to do this you ever see the things where you can send like a bag of dicks or <laughs> like a i have a bag bucket. of dicks but it's not yeah. the same thing yes go ahead <laughs> So, like, individual, I'll give them, like, one of them, like, a signed eggplant. Like, you know, you can write a note on one of those eggplants and send oh, it to I them. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, I would do that. I'd give someone else a potato, and then I'd probably send a box of dicks to Connor. Would he welcome I, it with open arms? <laughs> yeah, say, it would say, love the hammer. Hey. I, I, I would give Hammer a, a gold-plated hammer in, like, a, a memory box to, oh. to remember this trip. <laughs> Something tells me that you guys aren't forgetting this anytime soon. <laughs> no, no, we're not. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so has everybody gone? Yes. Yes. Okay. Are you guys ready for question number three? Let's yes. do it. Okay. If you could pick a 15 minute time frame to witness something from history, what would you want to see and when would you want your time to begin? You can't alter history. Only see it for what really happened. For example, I picked the grassy knoll, whereas O'Malley yep. picked OJ's being at Brentwood when Nicole and that all went down. Whoa. That was a good one, right? Yeah, she that's picked a really a good, one. good one. That's that's an ex. Those are both excellent choices. Obviously, we're doing this interview on the day that uh, yeah, you know, the anniversary of JFK's assassination. Yeah. Um, so that's. That's obviously a real interesting one. Hammer, you chomping at the bit. Yeah, I got one right now. Oh, uh, good, 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 great. Immediately, I would, I would go because it's just about fifteen minutes, even though it's twenty. I would be at Queen's Live Aid set. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's a good one. That's that is good. What? Oh yeah. Where would you want to be standing? Um, oh, oh, I get a viewpoint. Oh, then you know, like yeah. how the people are hanging on the side of the stage. That yeah, I'm like, would you want to be right in there. the back? Or put me as one of the. Or put me as the cameraman when Freddie like grabs the camera in the front right there. <laughs> nice. Good. That's good. Good stuff. Very nice. Oh, cool. Um, mine's obviously going to be, oh, no, me being a kid from Brooklyn and my dad was a Brooklyn Dodger fan. I would have loved to see Jackie Robinson's first game. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Too. 
Okay, that's good. And I think mine would be, I'm, I'm going back and forth between two. One would be in Appomattox Courthouse, Virginia, when Robert E. Lee surrendered to Ooh. Ulysses S. Grant. I would love yes. to have heard that conversation. Yeah, we got another history book. <laughs> So I like nerdy now. I'm like, oh my gosh. I, I love history. That would probably be one. Yes. Or um, I'm a huge Hamilton fan. So maybe the <laughs> duel between Alexander Hamilton and Aaron Burr. Blackjack just sighed like that disappointed him. I think that's a great one. You know, I they, love it. But probably um, the surrender that ended the Civil War. Because... I would have loved to have heard what they said to Lee because that was one of the only wars where they didn't take them as prisoners. They let them go. Right. And they had such respect for Robert E. Lee. I would like to have heard that conversation. That's cool. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would have liked to have been in suburban New Jersey this morning at about six forty in the morning uh, to wonder what the hell was going through Darren Ravel's head when he tweeted out that video of JFK. God damn it, Darren, Darren Ravel. I was so pissed off when he did that. Yeah. Oh, my yeah, God. That wasn't a great way to... And everyone started their day with that. Yep. So, um, not great. And I've seen people say, "What? what's the problem? You know, these people are soft. These new, younger people are soft. We grew up with the video. No, we did not grow up with that video. We grew no. up with a different video. Yes. Yes. It was not the same video. It is not the it same is. thing. That took his... Oh, yeah, that was like yeah. the graphic one. And that's not how I wanted to start my day. Like you guys said, I was up at like four, but I was, you know, two hours into my day. And I'm like, this is just, this is awful. I can't believe he did this. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where I'd like to. Yeah. I mean, as everybody in here knows that I'm a little bit wacky, I even quoted over it that he needs clinical help. There's just some things you just need to know when the play ends. And that was just so wrong. Some things are bigger than sports, right? People just like shock value. Some things. Yeah. Some things are bigger than clicks. You know, it's like, oh my God, really? Like he could have used the normal video. Yep. I even, I even think that that is still morbid. All you got to do is just, you don't need to put the video out. If you want to state whatever you want, whatever, but to put the video out and literally watching his head being graphically taken yes. off on, on social media. And, and I think the thing that he forgets about there are 11, 10, 12 year old kids that are clicking on that. Like that's what he doesn't get. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of things, I think a lot of it has to do more with, he totally gets it and he just doesn't care. Oh, that's what yeah. I present to yeah. you. know what I mean? Like, I think people yeah. like that just don't care. They just, they no, just listen, want I, to Blackjack and I know Darren very well. He can't help himself. He's one of those guys. He just can't help himself. You tell him to go North, he goes South. He just can't help himself. He's a, what we call it Joe, J-O, short for a jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen some of his uh, interaction with part of my take and, you know, his like, oh, I'm coming on now. And it's like, um, the guys are no, like, uh, no, we, no, you're not. Like, all right. Well, thank you. I don't know if you guys have any questions or anything for us, but I really appreciate you guys coming on. Yeah, no, thank you. It's uh, been a pleasure. No, it has been a pleasure. I, one thing I want to know, do you guys drink alcohol during the show? <laughs> Only, usually, you know what, O'Malley definitely does. I usually get oh, down Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on. No, so, I do, too, because Large will bring me down. He'll bring me down a bottle of sake. He'll bring me down wine. He'll bring me down shots of vodka. 
they drink and drink. I've had like four occasions to have alcohol this year at all. Like I, I just, I'm, I don't think about it, but I love whiskey. I love whiskey. I think there's nothing wrong with whiskey at all. Like I could just, except I just have no, there's no stop. <laughs> I'm very nice. I'm very outgoing. But normally, if you met me, I would be a wallflower. I'd be in the corner. Um, okay. But I love whiskey. But right now, um, after some technical issues early on, I told Annie, I was like, I think I need a drink. <laughs> and she was like, um, okay, what's wrong with you? So I actually grabbed my, um, my bottle of um, uh, New Amsterdam. Yeah, so I have. So I'm drinking a Pink Whitney right now. This is the second. Yeah, so it's the second time I think I've had alcohol on the program, and quite possibly the first time Annie has not. I don't know. (laughs) Usually, I'm the one who's already had four or five vodkas in my shirt off, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you. We appreciate you having us on. Thank you so much. I so appreciate having you on. Thank Thank you you so much. Have a Thank safe you. drive and have fun. <laughs> Thank you. Right, Thank thanks, you. Bye, guys. Bye. Wait, what? Oh, my God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, you ran out of gas? I'll come get you. I'll come get you. I'll bring a gas can right now. I just got that. Yeah, no, I'll be I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Clem's coming on at two. Clem's coming on at two, right, O'Malley? Yeah. Do I have to, I have 20 minutes downtime, right? Absolutely. Okay. No, no, you're good. No, 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 I, no. I, he's, I'll be right back. No, I'm I'm totally good. Hello. Going on? Oh, I can hear you. Yep. I just had to turn the, the the audio on. How are we doing? Nice. Good. How are you? Good. Good. <sighs> As I spill all over myself. <laughs> I always pick this cup and I don't know why because it's so special. <laughs> it's it's one of those mind fucks. It's yeah. one of those things. It's like the stupid, it's like the, the broken stare on modern family that we always we all have those things in our minds. It's, it's like newer. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Oh, so yeah. it's new too? Oh. Yeah, it's like it's this. Mm-hmm. And it's ceramic, but the lid is like oh yeah i see i can see it from here this is a problem it's a problem i have a problem with this (laughs) so large had a doctor's appointment as we all know and he had this is the funniest part he had driven around and he ran out of gas no oh my god so annie had (laughs) so annie left like 25 minutes ago to go get him gas and she was like do i have 20 minutes and i was like yeah sure (laughs) uh large might be one of those guys that doesn't even know how to pump gas like my mother-in-law came over the other day because she always goes to jersey for it and large lives in jersey exactly and you guys don't pump gas in jersey yeah so 
as and we're, we're in New York. So like my, when my mother-in-law was here, she, she my wife had to leave the house with her, pump her gas for her, then come back as I had to deal with the two kids. Wow. Oh, I, oh, I cannot wait. I love getting a little juicy tidbit on watch. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I wasn't trying to talk out of turn, but yeah, definitely was like, oh boy. Yeah. So I have no idea when she's going to be back because she had originally said that she'd be back and he has a root beer. He has a root. He just tweeted at, I just happened to see he tweeted at Carl. So that's the only reason why. It did he tag, up. did he tag Kevin? <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's thick. It's, it's become its own like monstrous wave now, which hey, God bless. That's so funny. I can't believe Kevin's take on fruit beer. Oh, I, I, I can, I can see like, it's like the root beer, the cream sodas. There's like certain things you can like, like dislike, but then he's just going at basically every soda. That's not like, Coke and Sprite, and I guess he likes orange. I'm an orange guy too. Which yeah, now, but like, don't come at Dr. Pepper. That's my guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> when I used to, when I used to drink, now I have ginger ale usually like around the house just for whatever reasons. But ginger ale is another great one. Like yeah. I love ginger ale. All Not those. Schweppes because that's an abomination. <laughs> <laughs> I love. Oh man, we—that was like the old bar stool back in the day. It would be like brand battles or different. Oh yeah, battles. I'm back. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. What's up, Clem? He took care. He took care of that big baby. Oh my god, he ran out of gas. <laughs> what an asshole. So uh, I'm so sorry to interrupt. Hey, um, Lisa's on. Lisa just. Hi. Hey, and this is um, all business. What's up, Ms. Biz? How we doing? Yeah. How you doing, Lisa? Okay, the first question to you guys is, what is the funniest, strangest thing that you are grateful for now or have been grateful for in the past? Um, so I did think about this beforehand. I did my homework. TR, we're spelling strawberries, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a long one. Um, I am grateful. It's supposed to be strange or weird or something, right? Or like random. Um, yeah, not your, not your average, you know. I'm thankful for my health. I am thankful for the frozen French toast sticks that they sell at ShopRite because both of my children eat them for breakfast consistently. Clem's head has left the screen <laughs> because he's laughing too hard. <laughs> that, when you said that, I, the, like the last three mornings, because that's just had the kind of pattern I am, I've just, they've had different kind of frozen versions of waffles, pancakes, and then today was French toast sticks. And I just, every morning I've gone, I've thought, thank God, whoever, Mr. Ego, whoever you are, thank you. You are the most important person in my life. So you <laughs> nailed it right on the head, Ms. Biz. Right I also, I uh, don't even do the Ego brand. I do the ShopRite generic. <laughs> so. Hey, and you know what? I have to say, like, usually generic brands, sometimes you can find something you don't know the difference are. A lot of, but I found a few generic, gen generic brands where it's like, they, it's, you can't even you have to like just claw it apart because they just didn't they just kind of mail time they mailed yeah. it in you're like oh come on man like just give me a little something a little more effort here but I, respect, I respect that answer I respect the generic bread too oh you forgot there's an I in there in there um and then my I had a two-part answer so that's my first one my second one is I don't know if you saw on the Twitter that I got to uh, go to a Bon Jovi cover band show on Wednesday night. I am thankful for that man. Um, the, the, the lead singer of the band, good job. Uh, the lead singer of the band for pulling me up on stage because I had the time of my life. It was so fun. <laughs> 
so you much still have moves. I do not have moves. <laughs> I looked ridiculous. I thought I looked so cool. I was dancing. And there is a video that our friend in common now has, Clem. And it is not, it's not like terrible. I just look not as cool as I thought. <laughs> so, but I had the time of my life. And so like random nights like that, I'm very thankful for. And random, like there's a lot of cover bands around us. I feel. Oh yeah. Super Diamond is coming soon. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so like, I don't know. I feel like that's like kind of a, I, I feel, I feel old when I do it. Like I feel like out of touch. Cause I'm like super psyched for the Bon Jovi cover band, <laughs> not like going to see a new band who's like popular. Um, but you know, it's, I, I was just, I was in my element and I had a great time and I'm thankful that his name is Alex. I am thankful to Alex for giving me a great night. What he, song was it? Uh, I, it I love that clip. <laughs> my, my jam is, um, you can love a bad name, but this was during Living on a Prayer. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big fella. <laughs> How do I get it? Let me see. Hold on one second. I might have to take him off speaker like this. Like... Hold on. Hey, am I on camera? <laughs> yes, you are. Can you see me? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Heard your doctor told you don't bother showing up, asshole. He does just doesn't like you. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I just ran out of gas. <laughs> and and Eddie had to strand you after you got stranded with she had to bail you out. Nick girl. Now yeah. a large, honest question. Do you know how to pump your own gas? Be honest. I pump my own gas, but she showed up with a gas tank that I didn't know how to use. <laughs> so I, I got out of the car. I wasn't like gonna sit in the car and have her put the gas in the car because that would be wrong. But I just sat there and took pictures of her while she did. <laughs> I was going to say, would you rub her back? Like, that's, that's the move to do. <laughs> Maybe this is so hot right now. <laughs> you know Lisa? I do. What's up, Lisa? How are you? Hi, Large. How are you doing? Well, business, Lisa. You know, Mr. I got uh, Lil Biz here, too. Oh. <laughs> nice. Jesus, huh? We're doing stuff. It's so weird seeing the kids and meeting them, the ones that we've all griped about. Like, I remember me and Pete used to just, you know, because we were, they were both babies at the same time. And we'd be like, oh, babies are the worst. And then it's like, oh, your daughter's so cute. So is yours. <laughs> you have two E's. We're writing things down. I'm sorry. We have to keep it. So B L U E B E. So you're it's right. good. I'm so thankful for what's the, what's the, yeah. Funniest, strangest thing you are grateful for now or have been grateful I'm thankful that I married roadside assistance. <laughs> 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 Sexiest roadside assistance that ever lived. Triple um, A. Yeah. I had a bad run-in with a doctor today. Clem, I was supposed to finally get checked out, and they canceled my appointment after I was five minutes late. I heard they said, don't even bother showing up, which is such an outlandish thing to say to anybody, let alone a doctor. You, you should have Annie call them up tomorrow and be like, just so you know, he died last night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you have saved his life. No, I would never. I couldn't do that. Oh, my God. That's how we got all his bills paid off, you know. He told someone that Mike McCarthy died and couldn't pay off his That's loans. how I almost got out of my student loans. They, they, <laughs> got like three months without a, a late fee until they found out I wasn't dead. And then I was right back on the books again. I feel like in that three months, a Mark Mike McCarthy had died somewhere in the world. So like the yeah. odds are, so you weren't telling a lie. It was a white lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What's yours, Clem? What do you think? Uh, my thing I am most grateful for or thankful for is that the internet 
in its current state and social media did not exist when I was a teenager, a kid, or even in college because there would have been some dumb shit. You know, you see the athletes whenever the athlete blows up and then people go through their old tweets and it's always like they say a, a, the wrong rap line, they get blown up or they say some stupid shit that shouldn't be said, even if you're a kid. And I mean, I don't think I said anything that bad, but like, just like the embarrassing away messages on instant messenger, I probably had up back in the day. If you had screenshots of that, I would be putting my head in the sand like an ostrich. So I have to say, uh, and I mean, even back in the day we had, uh, at, um, college, I had a camera and I would take pictures of people. And then I had a website. I put the, the pictures up when I was still drunk. And then the next morning we'd all wake up and kind of recap the night that way. It was a nice way to do it. And then like by the first year after graduation, they're like, yeah, we have to take these pictures off the internet. Cause we're all trying to get jobs now and don't want them floating around. <laughs> if there was a database that had all our stuff from our childhood, our awkward years, our high school years, our college years, and all the drunk nights we don't remember that would be a real problem. So I thank God Mark Zuckerberg stole Facebook when he did instead of 10 years earlier. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and everyone's with me. I love it. <laughs> 100%. 100%. All right, Amalia, you want to do the second one? Uh, yes. If you can uh, give your closest friends something fun or whimsical, what would you give them? Anybody want to name a fruit for me right now to be thankful for? Is anybody thankful for a fruit? I'm, I'm, oh, I'm grateful for strawberries, which I know you're already using. We've got bananas, orange, grapes, strawberries, and blueberries. Kiwis. <laughs> Are you thankful for kiwis? Okay, easy, easy spell. <laughs> you do more letters, though, so it takes longer. Um, um, so I had a little trouble thinking about this one, but I think I would give um, my best friends, because I have like, wait. I have like three or four best friends from college and three or four from grad school. And then I have like three or four mom friends. So I have like three kind of groups. If I were to bring them all to Disney world and do, um, what's it called? The like special club that only celebrities can use like the 33 club or something like that. Yep. 33 club. Like, yeah. Where you get like to skip the lines and you get like the VIP and we would do that. I, I don't know what you I don't know what the like, I think you need to be a celebrity or like super rich or something. I'm not sure like what the requirements are. Obviously above my station. Um, just a second, okay. And also we would drink around the world at Epcot without getting too drunk. <laughs> that would be part of it. And we could do all of Disney World in one day. That's what would make it magical and whimsical. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that. that. Good. I like that. I like Disney. So, all right. So I think I, as I was, you know, crunching this in my brain, I think I came up with a great idea, maybe an invention. So by saying this out loud, I am officially, this is trademark. It's copywritten. Everyone can we give as long as we at large, you're gonna be my money man. So you're going to invest in it. You have agreed to it by sitting in on this. <laughs> I would give, I would do like a, you know, like live like a fantasy camp, but you know, baseball fantasy camps, you dress up like a Yankee, you sort of play the Yankees. You would be a superhero fantasy camp where you'd be able to fly, shoot fire, whatever your favorite, you know, if you're Magneto, you can make magnets move. And we just basically make the technology to make that all possible. It seems like a big, crazy idea now, but I'm telling you, we can get it done. So that is what my thing is, is you could basically make superhero. You could be Iron Man. You could do, uh, you know, all your, every, all your favorite superheroes. You could make those powers possible. And I feel like we probably have the technology, if not with now, within the next five years to do it. You'd get in a ring and joust in full armor. 
That's I that's, I want to I want to put a lance right upside that big bald head right there. As we're hoping that if they get a season two, we're going to do it right. We have a History Channel uh, gonna, contact now with with right YB. Now, I'm, I'm tentatively going to be in armor jousting you. I'm tentatively going to be on Shark Tank, and I'm tentatively going to be in Cash Cab. Those are the three things that my uh, D plus celebrity. Is gonna and you were on Dr. Oz. So it's, uh, we're That's just right. going from here. Uh, and you're like, best friends with Steve Disney trip Every day, Lisa. <laughs> I happened to turn on my TV when you guys were on, Large. It was oh, so funny. Yeah. Like, I knew, I saw, I'd seen you tweet about it, but then I like just had, it was like the exact minute you were on. And I, like, I had the little guy with me and he was like wanting to watch, like his favorite movie is The Greatest Showman. Um, so he was like, I want to watch PT Showman. And I was like, no, these are daddy's friends. We have to watch them. And he was like, he was like, they're just eating tacos. What's your problem? I'm like, it's okay. I need to watch three tacos. Oh, how cute is that? I've never, uh, I've never seen Ozzy's show. And I have an older brother who hates everything. I mean, he hates everything. So he's not, he's not racist. He's just, his heart is so filled with hate. Like you hate everything you, like if you gave him that question, give me a, a fruit. Hi. <laughs> Like, yeah, I mean, Kiwi's just stupid. Strawberries, yeah. Like, you know, he always ate something. He found out I was on Oz. He was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, I haven't told you anything since 1979. You shit in my heart. Every time I've told you anything even near, you know, something I was excited about. So apparently Dr. Oz has some sort of cachet uh, that I didn't know about. He's a, he's a, he's a big deal. <laughs> and we fat shame me for eating uh, bad tacos. I'll take it. If I, if I was still working, I could get you on Say Yes to the Dress. Ooh, really? Oh, you know what? That that uh, young lady at Barstool. Oh, Marina. Just, yeah. Marina, yeah. And she did on the first day, which I think is a big deal. Her first... Yeah, uh, first try is always... Yeah, it's always tough. Mm-hmm. What would you give? Um, I would I would give my friends... If there was, like, something that you could uh, swish around your mouth and it would deliver uh, vitamins to... <laughs> it's something that, that's an ad. Swish 30 and use the... <laughs> Code Woman, you get 10% off your order. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. What a great idea. Thank you for plugging that. <laughs> Just there, you feel better about yourself. Um, I don't know. I um, Well, you get PlayStations to all the guys in our wedding. That was one of my better moves. My, my groomsman gifts were PlayStations. It was about six months before the new PlayStation. PlayStation 2 was coming out. So PlayStations 1 were going for a song. They were like half price before they introduced the second uh, one, but no one had the second one yet. So I picked up like six of them, gave them to my then. The guys were crazy about it. So like giving to like a bunch of my buddies a gaming system that we can kind of do something with because I fell out of that. They used to do a little bit of gaming. I know you're back into it a little bit with the Twitch room, Clem. I wouldn't mind getting back into that with like, especially like a group of close friends, like busting balls you know, across the country where I can't see Scotty anymore and stuff like that. Audio, but, audio yeah, everybody with chaps. And um, <laughs> I think that, that's something I, I think about doing. I hate chaps. <laughs> You're so bad. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So you want question three? You ready for question three? Sure. Okay. Yes. If you could pick a 15 minute time frame to witness something from history, what would you want to see? And when would, when would you want your time to begin? You can, you can't alter history. Only see it for what really happened. Okay. Um, This is going to sound gross. It's not gross. Um, I recently listened to Dak Shepard's podcast Mm -hmm. um, and he had Monica Lewinsky on. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be in the room when anything gross happens, but 
she, I feel so terribly for her. Like, and I'm older now, obviously when that whole thing went down, I was, I don't know. It was what, like 90. Six, I was like 96. Wait, I don't know what year it was. It was in the nineties though. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you know, early teens into mid teens and you know, I didn't, you know, and also like we didn't have the 24 hour news cycle and whatever. So, and no internet and all that. Um, I feel so terribly for her and she, very good. And she, um, was like, she was stressing, not, not, she, she acknowledged like there was a power imbalance, obviously, but they were in a relationship. Like it wasn't just the stuff. My four year, my four year old daughter is sitting next to me. It wasn't just <laughs> the bar and the dress. It wasn't just that, like they were having an affair. You know what I mean? Like there were like, it was a relationship. So I think I would choose my 15 minutes to be like the 15 minutes, like right before the first like encounter. Uh, again, my four year old, you know what I mean? Like, how did it step over the line? Like what happened right before they were like, okay, we're doing this and you're the president. <laughs> like, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Um, I think that would be fascinating. And they're in, it's going to be Ryan Murphy's doing a, like not American crime, but like the OJ show that he did on FX. They're doing a Monica Lewinsky one. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh boy. And he's involved. She's a producer on it. So I think oh, that's her. Yeah. It says 95 to 96. Okay. So, yeah, so I was like 13, 14. So like before I would really know, you know, too much about what. Yeah. Yeah. Now think about all the newspapers, like, cause there was no social media platform back then, like the way it is now. Think of what you're, you at 13 mm-hmm. were sitting with a four-year-old, like think of all the parents that had to just go into the bagel store and see that. Yeah. On the, you know, like on the daily news cover. Like I remember working with a bunch of guys then and they were all like, you know, upset because that, you know, their kids were calling up, like the wives were calling them at work on down the training floor being like, you know, our son asked again what this meant because he saw it on the cover of the paper. It was, you know, yeah. So I get it. It's crazy, right? I'm so curious who's going to play Linda Tripp. <laughs> um, Sarah Paulson is involved in it. You know, she does a lot of Ryan Murphy's stuff. She yeah. was, um, what's her face? Um, oh my God. Marsha Clark in yeah. the OJ one. And she might be, I don't know if they, maybe they haven't cast her officially yet. I don't want to say something wrong, but yeah. um, they just cast Bill Clinton the other day. I forget who that is. Okay. But yeah, I just think he did the, they've done a very good job on those shows. They're like, you know, yeah. 10 part like docu-series or not docu, but like pretty close to the truth. And like also showing the parts of the story that you don't know. Mommy. Like that OJ thing, I was like, oh, I had no yeah. idea any of this was going on. Again, I was like 11 when OJ happened. So, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Mommy, you remember the word. You remember. What about you, Clem? What's your, uh, uh, what's your 15 minutes? Mine, so I've, I'm tr- I'm going back and forth. Like I'm thinking I'm a big history guy. So I'm thinking of any kind of, you know, my boy JC getting born. Maybe I don't think I want to see him die. I want to see what happened with that rock in front of the, you know, on Easter, all that stuff in the cave. However, the answer barstool, I'm a barstool sports. This is where we work. It's a sports, it's a sports answer. I just, if I can go back to 86, I see mm-hmm. them 
Let's win the World Series. I could just die happy because I'm, I'm at the point now. I'm 37 years old. I'm getting older by the day. I am now at the point where I think there's a chance I'm never going to see them win. I'm going to die without seeing a Mets World Series, which O'Malley, a lot of Red Sox fans. Had I was saying the same thing. <laughs> yep. And I have owners that like the shitty Wilpons. There's the dad, the Fred Wilpon. Now Jeff Wilpon's a current owner who's like in his 50s or 60s. But then he has a son who's going to take over the team. So like the gen- there's generations of like hell I have to look at now if I could just get there see them win that World Series Jesse Orozco throws his glove up I could just I, I'm not like a, a um, greedy sports fan like Syracuse won the, I'm a Syracuse fan they won in 03 I was fine forever the Giants won in 1990 that was the first sports memory I have I was fine forever with the Giants I never got too up and down the Mets are going to drive me crazy me and Kevin both together crazy when we're gonna like we might jump off a bridge together at some point. So I, before I jump off a bridge, I would like to just see a world series. And if I could get that all done by watching one that I already know what happened, that's fine. As long as I can say I was four years old when it happened. And I clearly, I, I, I wasn't watching. And if I did, I wouldn't have remembered. Anything. So that's my answer. <laughs> I, I, I'm so I'm right there with you. 2003 almost killed me. Like almost killed me. <laughs> it just, I, I, I Oh, it was, it was so brutal. And my kids were so young and they were crying. They didn't understand that baseball wasn't going to come on until spring and explaining October to spring to a little kid is very difficult. And then when 2004 happened, they watched it with me, but they don't remember it except they've watched it so many times. They are like, we know what happened because we, we watched it on the DVD so many times, but we, have no memory of it happening of all the world series to have like that is the one that's probably just been shown so many times like you know some kids have probably like tricked themselves into thinking they saw it because they've seen the dvd or the replay of it so many times right that's how they that's how they talk about it like we almost feel like we did we know we were with you however there's no possible way we remember this yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i i definitely know what you're talking about yeah (laughs) it's awful. Uh, where are you going? Uh, you know, I my my dad uh, wasn't in the delivery room when I was born, so I know that he was in the waiting room. I'd like to have been there with him when he found out because I was born on Christmas Day. So my mom had made a dinner, and then everyone was like, everyone was like, sat down for dinner, and then all of a sudden a water break, and they had to go to the hospital, and then you know, untraditionally they waited outside. Why? My, my dad's not a huge emotional guy. Like, I'd love to see how, how that went down and compared to how it went down, you know, obviously when we had our kids, just to see, because he's, he's like, not a mystery to me. He's not an overly, he's, he's just not an overly expressive guy. I think that'd be cool. And I certainly don't want to be at my own birth. I don't want to, I don't want to be at my kid's birth. I don't want to be in there with my mom at all. I think my dad would have been, especially on Christmas, especially in like a waiting room where people are smoking back in 1971. <laughs> like, I just think like that would be, you know, something. You know, like your older brother who hates everything. Yeah, like he, he, they dragged along a one and a half year old kid who was already bitter, and you know, and, you know I was thirteen pounds. Like just to see this big, fat, and I was an ugly baby too. Oh Jesus! I mean, I'm, not that I'm not true. looking out, but um, I think that would be kind of interesting because my pop, you know, like I don't have too many of those moments I remember with him. I'd like to see that moment. That would be huge. For me. My yeah. uncles are the coolest people, especially my father-in-law. He's 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 fun to talk to. Now, large, are you like, are you a hundred percent on this? Cause what if you go back and he's just like, ah, all right. Like he does. That's how he reacts. Like, are you ready for that? 
if he had like a work pail type thing, like Jesus Christ, how much more overtime or, you know, like if he was, if he was crunching numbers in his head, like I, I think that would be equally as fascinating. I, I never saw the man cry and I went to Ireland when, when his mom died, you know, like, um, so he's gotten more emotional with the grandkids. So I've seen a part of him that I never saw growing up, but I'd like to see when he had his big mustache and was driving like a really cool Monte Carlo, you know, or like, I just think the whole thing would have been a cool, cool scene for me. I, I, that's a good point. Cause I think that's the funny, I mean, we're all parents too. It's so funny. It's like, to, yeah. to like realize when you see the pictures of your parents, like, oh no, they had like a twinkle in their eyes because I hadn't crushed and sucked the life out of their soul by that point. <laughs> and it would be fun to all yeah, go back and shells of who they used to be. Yeah. And it's like, I'm saying that about myself too. Like, even five years ago, the guy I was then compared to now, just a completely different person. <laughs> right. I would love to see like my parents' party before, yeah. like, after they got married. They like, they were just like cool 70s people. Like, they got married in 76. They were both teachers. So they had like summers off. They went to Vail. They went to Austria to go skiing. Like, they did all this stuff. And I see all these fun pictures that my mom had like very long blonde hair. My dad had like a big mustache. <laughs> like, they were, yeah. super, like, in, like, right in that moment. And I, I would love to just like be a fly on the wall, you know, not be like right. involved in it, but just like watch them like hang before my brother and I destroyed their lives. <laughs> I find that more fascinating, like seeing that. I would find that more fascinating than witnessing uh, the crucifixion or being on the grassy knoll or anything like that. Because I don't, I'm not my, as, I, I would love, you know, but you, have an undying, you have an undying fascination with that, with that whole situation itself. But I mean, the connection that I could have to seeing my mom dance as a young lady or something, I, I think that would be so trippy and uncomfortable and wonderful and yeah. you know like maybe I don't know put me in a bad state for a little while put me in a good state for a little and, my, and I both have I have both my parents this isn't like some winsome type thing where I'm like oh if I could just see my old man one more time mm. this is just an unbiased curiosity about them and if yeah, I, you never, if I, like that. You yeah. never do them in that state yeah. there's no way for you to know no that. never and I never talk to him about it. I call my dad hey dad how's it going oh I'll let you go I'm like, I called you. Like, he's not very talking. <laughs> so I don't get a lot of that. I don't get a lot of stories from I have a question, Large. I, I've never asked this before because uh, I didn't realize. I, I guess you, uh, is your mom a talkative person? Like, you are yeah. a talkative person. Oh, exactly. Yeah, my dad tells a really good story. My dad, if he, if he tells a story, like a work story, he's got a bunch of interesting stories about growing up in Ireland. He tells a really compelling story. Like, people sit and listen to him. And my mom, yeah, my mom's more of a, you know, uh, like a Brooklyn housewife from the seventies where she had like three or four women who wore, wore house coats and went and then like, uh, exchanged Tupperwares filled with stew. Like whatever, <laughs> stuff like that real old schoolish type stuff. Like you, do you own a house coat? Uh, Lisa? I wish I did. I mean, I have my version of a house coat on right now. <laughs> but you don't own a house coat. Sweatpants, a bar stool t-shirt. Right. But do you remember your mom's house coat? Like, you know, uh, she didn't, I mean, she worked, so she would all, she's a big bathrobe person, but I do know my grandmother was more of a house coat. Oh yeah. Do you own one, O'Malley? I might own one, but I've never bought one for myself. She's got a couple because her <laughs> friends were talking about this. So one of the girls was like an old school Brooklyn girl, yeah. one of growing up in the neighborhood, bought her and the rest of the girls a couple of house coats. 
And when she was wearing it around the house for a while, I was like, whoa, leave it on. Like, you know, and then I was like, whoa, you know, change it after a while. Like, it was so redundant. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, where's the 70s country music? And I'll be drying Put dishes. my hair up in molars. Yeah. But my mother, yes, my mother-in-law will talk. You'll get on the phone with her. She'll talk for 45 minutes straight without taking a breath. She won't inhale once until she says, well, let me run. I got a million things to do. I'll talk to you later. Like, I was keeping her the whole time. <laughs> She's fun. They're great. I hit the jackpot with my in-laws. Oh, Shay's coming in. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I appreciate you guys coming on so much. This was fun. Thank you so much. Time. We she looks like your husband, Lisa. She has your she has your husband's face. All my kids have my husband's he's face. Handsome. Nobody he's looks a very like handsome guy. <laughs> so I don't mind. She has his body too. They're both gonna be tall. They're gonna be taller than me in like a second. Because he is uh, a foot taller than me. I'm only like 5'3", so. Is it a legit foot difference? Since one foot total? Wow. That's not, we're, we're a foot different, too. I'm 5'5", yeah. five, five, he's 6'5". Six, You're almost 6'6". Six, six. We're almost a little, we're more than a foot apart. I, I showed my parents the video of Stu Leonard's today, and my mom goes, he's tall. <laughs> yes, I know, he, he really does. He almost emasculates Stu, right? <laughs> yeah, video. First, Stu was in love with him. He's like, how do you know so much about meats, Large? <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. I got some good shots of you. I, I need you to send those to me, for sure. Uh, for sure, you, you got to send those to me. <laughs> it wasn't pathetic, it was adorable. <laughs> There's a fine line. <laughs> I did. I got some good ones. That was a fun day. I'll talk to you later. See you guys. See you guys. He's so funny. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. Well, thank you. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, too, everyone. Yeah, I don't know if oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you. Have right, a great weekend. I'll see you at the mall, Clem. <laughs> see you at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>
Yeah, 